1: And the foulest of language. Join us in celebrating the old and the new, the best and the worst in horror.
0: For all of you
2: who delight in dread, fantasize about fear and glorify gore, welcome home. This is the podcast that proves that the horror never ends. Each episode... We seek out and review a brand-new horror movie, sometimes sci-fi from time to time, uh, then go back and find a classic work with similar themes. We're looking at both similarities and differences. Our goal here is to explore how our perceptions of fear remain the same from generation to generation, but also to point out how the presentation can change based on the social and political climate of the times. Based on listener feedback we do include spoilers for the new film. However, we will wait until the very end of the show to spoil the new feature, and we will let you know before we do so. If you don't wish to hear the spoilers, simply turn it off at that point, and we promise you won't miss a thing. We generally assume you guys have already seen the classic film, so there will often be spoilers when discussing anything that has been out for at least a year. The other thing we may do from time to time is use a few four-letter words. This is a horror podcast, and horror movies tend to be R-rated, so you can pretty much expect us to be, too. I'm Lance, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Brian and Philip. And uh, this is actually a show I've been uh, looking forward to since Episode 1. We're on Episode 28 now. Uh, this is a guy that I've been trying to, to get to join us from the very beginning it's our uh, special guest, uh, Denny Lewis, the one and only Denny Lewis, host of the After Midnight podcast. Denny, how's it going?
1: I'm doing great, guys. It feels good to get the, uh, the call up to the big show, come and uh, <laughs> chat movies with you guys today. So uh, put me in coach. I'm ready to play.
2: Well, Denny, can you, uh, before we get started, kind of let our listeners know all about your show, what you guys cover, and uh, how can they find the podcast?
1: Well, first and foremost, the show is called The After Midnight Podcast. If, uh, if anyone's interested in listening to it, uh, you could uh, head on over to iTunes, Stitcher, or Beyond Pod and search for The After Midnight Podcast, or just go directly to shoutengine.com slash The After Midnight Podcast. And we are a podcast that, uh, that dedicates itself to uh, stories of the supernatural, the paranormal, urban legends, conspiracy theories, and Unsolved Mysteries and uh, we try to change it up every week so uh, each week I have a different person in the uh, in the guest seat. Uh, Lance, you've been there about two times now. Um, you know, We try to see how true these stories really are but the most important thing we want to know is how scary these stories really are.
2: Well, Denny, for the listeners that we have that uh, aren't too familiar with you, uh, could you kind of tell the guys, the audience that's listening a little bit about your background where you're from what got you into this uh, whole podcasting thing um
1: uh, well i'm from montreal quebec canada born and raised uh about 36 and uh you know i've been listening to podcasts for a very 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 long time since about like um 2005 i, I was listening to podcasts before i even knew that they were actually called podcasts uh, i used to listen to uh uh, the Alex Jones, uh, radio show, but the iTunes feed, you know, and people <clears> were telling me like, uh, you should start listening to podcasts. I was like, no, nah, I'm going to stick to this other radio show. And I told them what is it? And like, uh, that's a podcast actually. And I was like, <laughs> uh, okay. And, uh, so I started adding more. So I, you know, eventually I found like, um, um, you know, Joe Blow, which turned into you know, the guys from there went into binge media You you find Joe Rogan, you find like all these other things. And then eventually uh, you find the horror returns. And basically uh, podcasting was something I wanted to do for a long time. Uh, But, you know, my uh, simple little mind thought I would you'd have to be like dump thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars into this uh, venture. But, uh, you know, after a long time researching, you find out you don't actually have to put that much uh, money into it just a lot of time but uh, luckily i got uh, i got time to spare and uh, that's about it
2: all right cool well speaking of cool this is what we usually start uh every show off with denny is we have our cool of the week where we pick one thing that we've watched this week that's really stood out uh you are our guest would you like to go first
1: um sure uh the one thing i saw i should say uh that i've seen over the last two weeks um the really cool for me was still the uh uh, documentary uh, Oasis Supersonic, you know, uh, it's the rise of the uh, the British uh, pop group Oasis, uh, a group that I grew up listening to in the '90s. Um, you know, their humble beginnings in like 1993, and how like you know, uh, they're a little band going nowhere. You know, put their boots to the ground. Uh, I think about a few months later, they just you know got signed to a record deal. Uh, Once they came out with that first record, they just blew and, you know, over in Europe and at least at least on the other side of the ocean, uh, their popularity just grew and grew and grew and grew to the point where like this documentary, the focal point is uh, them playing a concert at uh, in Nebworth, which was like a two show gig. And in the two nights, they drew about a quarter of a million people. Wow. Uh, You know, uh, the documentary was really good. You get to see, uh, you know. Listening to them for a long time and and you know reading all the stuff on them, we, I even got to learn a few little things that like most people wouldn't know, unless you were actually there with them in the trenches. Right. Um. My only down thing is they tend to they they tend to skip over a lot of things because the whole Nebworth show takes place around ninety five, ninety six, and the band didn't break up till about two thousand and five. Yeah. So that's about 10 years worth of stuff that they just kind of blew through in like the last couple of, uh, you know, minutes of the movie. But all in all, it was great. Uh, And as for I know you guys eventually have an uncool here. Well, my uncool is still a movie I also saw last week. Uh, a little movie called Neon, Diamond, uh, Neon Demon. Have oh, you guys seen this movie?
0: No, I started it and then like I got five minutes into up, it huh? and uh, and had to go do something else. It wasn't any fault of the movie, but it definitely didn't start out super strong.
1: Well, you know what, Philip? You are a wiser man because <laughs> I stayed in with this movie through the whole entire thing and I fucking hated it. it visually, it looks stunning. There's like a yeah. lot of cool shots in this yeah. movie.
2: So- but, sounds like a Nicholas Winding Riffin movie.
1: And, but, like, literally, there's like, to me, there was no substance. The performances were horrible. Uh, it, I thought it was going to lead to something, you know, more, like a little more grandiose, you know, when you're talking about, like, I should, are, 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 could we spoil it or something?
2: <laughs> I, I think so. Brian, are, are we okay with that?
3: Yeah, it's been out a while
1: okay so when, once you're dealing in the in the uh the realm of blood sacrifice like they do towards the end you think it's going to lead to something a little bit more it's like oh maybe maybe it's part of like know that was some satanic cult or something and it's like no it's nothing
0: huh. so you're, you're waiting for something to happen and then nothing ever really does
1: they literally do the blood sacrifice for no reason like they like they have a scene with, what's your face, Jenna Malone bathing in the blood, and you're like, is she doing that to preserve her her youth or something? And it's like, no. She's just bathing in it. And then the girls, like, eat the body of uh, of whatever her name was, Elle Fanning. And is this going to lead to something? No, one of them gets sick and throws up an eyeball at the end. It's like, wow. See,
0: the only reason I turned it on is because I I had no idea what the hell the movie was about. I've seen a preview for it. I still don't have a clue. So... (laughs) Answered my question. (laughs) All right. Well,
2: we've, uh, we've, we've been enlightened. Uh, Brian, how about you, man?
3: Oh, well, I'll start out with my not so cool little week. I've been sick for like the last two days.
0: That's not cool at all. But, um,
3: But it did give me actually time to catch up on some movies and shows. But the one I'm going to talk about is a, a show, Lance, that I believe uh, you had a difference of opinion with the the Midnight Horror Show.
2: Oh, wait a minute! That did that make it? Uh, did that make the cut? That's your cool of the week?
3: Uh, yes, sir. Oh boy! Uh, Channel wow, Zero man. Candle Cove.
2: Did you see this? Um, oh, I don't know what that is. Uh, Denny, you've seen it, right?
1: I haven't seen the show, but the uh, the Candle Cove Creepy Pasta uh, Creepy Pasta is uh, very popular amongst conspiracy circles.
3: Yes, I, I really enjoyed this show. I think the main thing that really had me enjoying it—it it was only six episodes. I think if it would have went any longer, it it would have been drawn out. And um, the whole the whole story, the puppet show, it, it the, the design of the one of the creatures in it was. Uh, Really interesting, and um, yeah, that is uh, my uh, cool of the week.
2: Well, you know, you know how I feel about the show, man. The, the first episode I thought was so-so. I thought the idea of the uh, the puppets and everything, and the the concept of the kids watching, thinking they're watching it, and then years later their parents tell them, "You guys were just sitting there watching static the whole time." I thought that was, I mean, it had a lot of promise, but starting with like the second episode and on, man, for me it just dragged on and on, and that. That lead character, man, this guy was such a milk toast, bland guy. I just, I couldn't get into it at all, man. I, I fucking hated it.
3: Well, I loved it,
2: <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we have differences of opinion.
1: Now, the, the, uh, the show. What, what's the show called again?
3: Uh, Channel, Channel Zero? Zero.
1: Are do they plan on like, uh, let's say, if they come back for a season two or whatever, do they plan on like? Tackling like another creepy pasta on top of that, or is it going to kind of be like this uh, American horror story type thing?
3: Yeah, actually, uh, at the end of the last episode, they showed a, a quick preview for next season, and I do not have the name of the story off the top of my head. It's, but uh, um, some
2: it's some kind of house. Denny, do you? Does that sound familiar? Like a uh, an urban legend of a haunted house? I mean, I'm sure there's tons of them.
1: Yeah, there are tons of haunted house stories. Uh, You you know, the most popular still being like, you know, Amityville and, um, you know, I guess uh, what was that? Um, uh, The murder house, I think, that belonged to H.H. Ohms. Right. Stuff like that. So I might have to take a look into this one.
3: Okay, I pulled it up. It's called the next season will be called the No End House. The No End House? Yes.
1: Sounds like the Winchester House.
2: Oh yeah, I've never I've never heard of it, Denny.
1: Uh the Winchester house is uh this house in um I think it's in s- uh close to San Jose. It's in Southern California. We tackled it in uh, episode 2 of uh of After Midnight where uh, basically um the woman who built the house, her name was Sarah Winchester. She was the heiress to oh, the, uh, the, you know, the w-
2: gun people.
1: The gun people and that. I uh that show now. Yeah, so she um Apparently, the spirits of the people who were killed by the gun would haunt her and they would tell her to like build this house and build it the way they want. So she would build she had contractors there 24 seven, constantly building the house. And apparently there's like rooms that lead into like other rooms that lead to nothing that like stairways that just lead up to a a wall, uh, a lot of crazy stuff like that.
2: Yeah, like the H.H. H. Holmes uh, Hotel in in uh, what Chicago, right? Where that yes. was built during the was it the was it for the was it during the World's Fair? Or he wanted to lure people there that were visiting for the World's Fair or something like that.
1: I believe so, but uh, we haven't we still have not yet covered H.H. Holmes. Hopefully, he'll be coming up sometime soon in the near future.
2: All right, we'll we'll all be listening for sure. Anything else, Brian?
3: No, that is that is it.
0: Uh. Man, I got got I a couple of different cool of the weeks. Uh, I saw Spectral, that was cool, but I think my cool of the week has got to go to the obvious, Walking Dead.
1: Oh, you like
2: that, huh? Yeah, we like we, that. Have, we have a Denny. We and I have a lot of friends that don't like it so much, right?
1: Oh, I love it. Uh, pretty much, I, I could I could honestly tell you right now. I have never ever seen an episode of The Walking Dead. Well, that's really?
2: probably why you don't like it. <laughs> well, I'm not talking about him. There's oh. Some others that we know that, that just are blasting it right now.
1: So <laughs> really? I, I read, I read the I uh, uh, the first trade paperback. A friend of mine like lent it to me, and I couldn't even finish that. I just, I'm not a fan of like the whole zombie genre. Yeah. Oh,
0: you
1: know, especially when they're like kind of moving. I always thought it's always silly that like you know a zombie will move slowly and. You know anybody could basically outrun one, but yet they're still so popular. I don't understand why.
0: Well, and that's why in The Walking Dead they get more into uh, like social, into the world type situations where it's not always just the zombies that they have to worry about. It's other groups and Negan, and uh, yeah, I love the episode, man. They they all came together at the end and it looked like it was straight out of a comic book, man. They were, it was. It's time to kick some ass.
2: Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I, actually, I actually enjoyed it too. Yes. Fuck, fuck what everybody else says. <laughs> I'm enjoying the show. I uh, the what I like about it, Denny, is that I know you didn't stick with the comics or the show, but uh, and Brian, I don't think you've seen you've read the comics, right?
3: Um, the first issue. That's it. All right.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm I'm more or less caught up with the comics, and yep. what I
0: like is that uh, especially this episode, they had a lot of scenes right out of the comic. Yeah, book. they're they're following the comic book quite a lot, from what I gather. And uh, man, it's it's exciting. And Negan is an awesome character. I'm ready for him to die, but I hate to see him go. Yeah, it may, it may be a, it may be
2: a while, buddy. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> All right.
1: Will it really be a while? Because aren't uh, uh, did you guys report last week that uh, ratings are are beginning to tank?
2: Ah, uh, yeah, the rate, ratings are de- are definitely down, man. They're they're about half of what they used to be. So. They may they may cut it short of the comic book story. See
0: that's that it surprises me because I, I feel like this season is way better than the last season.
2: It's still like seven or eight million
0: though. Yeah, at least. Yeah, still still one of their most popular shows. So.
2: Well, speaking of the zombies and the slow zombies and the fast zombies, uh, my cool of the week was a little movie I watched called, uh, called Train to Busan. You guys uh, ever heard of that?
1: Seven Never heard of this. Million.
2: Yeah, it's a uh it's a uh South Korean movie and it's one of those fa- I mean it's a serious fast zombie movie and and usually I don't I don't get into the um foreign films that much because uh I I have trouble with subtitles mm-hmm. especially when I'm getting sleepy if I've been working a long day. Mm-hmm. But uh no, this this was a great movie. Visually the zombies were just amazing what they were able to do with them and if you can think of like um I think Brian you mentioned it was like a cross between 28 Days Later and Snowpiercer? Yes. But I I think it was I think it was a lot more intense than Snowpiercer because in that one at least you know you had the different groups that you could go and stay with that would help you out on the train. Mm. This one once the once the zombies get into your car that you're in you're pretty much screwed. Uh. There's not there's not a whole lot you can do except just get bitten and get sick and turn. So yeah, Train to Busan I would I would highly uh highly recommend it um i don't know i didn't really have too much not too cool of the week except that my wife's had me watching christmas movies literally every night this week go else so that's my vote with the exception of national <laughs> Lam- lampoon's christmas vacation oh, yeah. all the totally, rest of totally them fucking like suck
1: well, well hold on I- i'm a fan of the christmas movie w- which ones did you actually get to see this uh, this uh, week
2: no no you gotta understand any we're talking uh hallmark channel tribe here
1: i, I don't i i also like those hallmark movies too no i way. those uh
2: no way I-
1: Uh, did you guys, did you at least, uh, this week, did you watch the nine lives of Christmas? Nope. Okay. That's a Hallmark movie. Didn't catch that one. it's, uh, it's with Brandon Routh, you know, the Uh, former Superman. Superman, All right. Where he plays a, um, exactly the Christmas Christmas. cat. It's like, um, (laughs) uh, a stray cat, like wanders into his fire department. So like, I guess he takes care of it, but it kind of leads him to this, uh, veterinary school student. Person, uh, and uh, you know, the two form a bond, and then they eventually fall in love, thanks to their love of cats. That was a
0: total joke. Uh, wow, I
2: had no idea it was okay, be a cat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> that's uh, any any other any others that you particularly enjoyed, Denny?
1: Uh basically that one.
2: All right, well, I think on that note, uh, as with every show, it's time to take a little trip, to the trailer park.
1: Of course, we do. We <laughs> even have a television show, Bill. We, we have a TV series based off it.
0: Oh, you do, don't
1: you? Yeah, we got the Trailer Park Boys.
0: That's right. Oh, oh, is that Canadian? I've never seen that. <laughs> I haven't either. I heard it's funny.
1: Uh, it's yeah, it's uh, it's Canadian. It's based. Uh, well, the series is based out of basically. Uh, I think it's Nova Scotia. Okay. Uh, or Newfoundland, but basically right. they kind of just bounce around from Trailer Park to Trailer Park because they're not allowed <laughs> to film in like one specific.
2: Sounds, sounds like so a fun every. Show.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, Every it's uh, it's pretty fun. It just follows the hijinks of uh, of three uh, three guys who who basically grew up in the trailer park and they're just kind of plotting and scheming, you know, trying to get rich quick. Uh, and for some reason, at the end of every season, always just seem to end up in jail.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't surprise me, just from the pictures that I've seen of it.
1: <laughs> oh, I, I, if you ever get down to it, there's a uh, uh, which uh, one season where they're trying to. Uh, smuggle, I think it's contraband cigarettes, into the United States through this little uh, tiny, um, uh, you know like those uh, model railroads that you sure. would buy to put in your house? Right. They end up building one from one side of a lake to the other American side, and they're trying to smuggle the cigarettes over <laughs> the, the border fuck? to Sebastian Bach of uh, Skid Row fame. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <Yeah. laughs> and eventually uh You know, something happens, so they have to take a kind of uh, a boat out to the middle of the lake where they basically get stopped by either uh, one side is the FBI, the other side is the uh, trailer park security, you know, uh, (laughs) Mr. Leahy. And they get tired of going to Canadian prison, so they finally decide to give up and they get shipped to an American prison instead. And then you find out that American prisons are so much better because... uh, um, one of them decides to get his GED while he's there and you know he finally graduates to grade 6.
2: <laughs> wow. <laughs> that sounds awesome, man. So have you ball. have you seen all the uh all the episodes?
1: Um pretty much. Uh, I think they're still all on Netflix?
2: Yeah, they they're, uh, on, they're on Netflix here in the States too.
1: The only one I haven't seen is the latest one which I think came out a few months ago.
2: Okay, correct. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I I heard that uh maybe in one of them they kidnap Alex Lifeson from uh Rush.
1: Yes, yes they do. They uh <laughs> they kidnap him. <laughs> Canadian, um also a so young Ellen like, Page <laughs> is in uh is in the series. She's in season 2. She plays uh, she plays Ricky's daughter. No kidding. No, no, she plays uh All
2: right, I'm, I'm putting on uh
1: the Lay- daughter. I'm putting there you go. the
2: list. There's there's no way I can I cannot watch this.
1: Oh, you also get uh, another Canadian guy in there, Jonathan Torrance, who plays J-Rock, the white rapper. Right. Uh, and in a classic episode, decides to hold a, a concert in the trailer park uh, until he gets caught masturbating in his room. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> All right, well, we uh, we take we take a look at the big, the small, and sometimes, like tonight, yeah. very, very, very weird so, uh, Brian, what's our first trailer to talk about tonight?
3: First one we're going to talk about is Beyond the Gates, starring Barbara Crampton, and directed by Jackson Stewart. So, uh, what did you guys think about this one?
0: All right, which one was this? What happened to her?
3: This was Beyond the Gates... This is the one with the VHS uh, board game. Correct? Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, the eighties. Very, very retro looking. Yeah, like Evil Jumanji. Yes, yeah. that is the first thing that <laughs> popped in my head.
1: Actually, I, I like this trailer a lot. Uh, I, I'm uh once I saw it, I was like, "When is this movie coming out?" I'd be very interested in watching it. I, I like the overall look and feel to it. Yeah, and uh, and the fact that their dad in the movie still runs a uh a video rental place made <laughs> <Yes>. me laugh
3: <laughs> yeah I, I i like how it started with the commercial for the game
0: yeah it, I, it it seems interesting i'll uh i'll probably check it out on netflix if it's there but uh i, I don't know if i'm going to the theater to see it unless they
3: yeah have the the only place i've seen it um i know it's on itunes right now for rent to rent so oh, uh, is it yes oh
1: wow. well, yeah. i might
3: have to check this out then yeah yes yeah, um, I'm, I'm
1: with Philip. I'll wait for
2: the for the freebie.
3: <laughs> okay, um, got a few trailers, so we're gonna kind of breeze through them here to get to our reviews. Uh, the next one is The Snare, starring quite a few people I don't recognize, directed by C. A. Cooper.
1: Starting two hot chicks a blonde and a brunette and uh, that's all i remembered from this trailer same here yeah boring,
0: boring as hell i tried to watch it yeah. twice i still don't have any idea what i watched
3: <laughs> yeah i, I was a, i was a little confused i don't know are are both of these chicks with the guy or is he keeping them hostage or
1: oh you think it's like a, a, a three's company scenario
3: yeah and i think creepy stuff ends up happening in the house where they're at but i kind of i kind of got mm. the feeling that he was not letting them leave <laughs> but like like you guys said the, the trailer was a little confusing
0: no i absolutely i i literally just don't even remember anything it's yeah, like a blank spot in much, my
3: mind not
2: much
0: not much to it <laughs> the uh, I, i'm looking the director up guys it's uh he
2: has he hasn't this would be his first feature to direct but he's uh he's done cinematography for a couple of uh, shorts mainly, but he did work as a camera as a camera technician on Maleficent. That's his claim to fame.
1: Oh. Or what? That's worth. well. The only thing I remembered about this trailer was at the end. I was wondering to myself uh, which one of the two gir- uh, the two girls would I bang more, and my <laughs> answer was. Uh, and I came to the conclusion it was the brunette.
0: The one. All right. Good. Good the choice. One was not crying the whole time. It seemed like there was a girl crying. <laughs>
3: So, if uh, anybody's interested in this one, this comes out January 6th.
1: Which I thought was weird because the Beyond the Gate one looked more fascinating and had no, you know, release date attached, but this one did.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The next one we're going to get into is A Cure for Wellness, starring Dane DeHaan, Jason Isaacs, Mia Goth, Celia. Emery, Carl Lumbly, 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 and others, directed by Gore Verbinski.
2: Man, I'm, I'm in, dude. This looks awesome. I've, I've seen the trailer uh, three times
0: now. I had to keep watching it. Yeah. It, they definitely don't give you a whole lot about what specifically is going on, but it, it looks like a pretty cool sci-fi movie.
1: Um, it was visually stunning, but I thought this was something else once he sent it. Because when I clicked, uh, when I searched for it, I just saw Dane DeHaan in the, uh, in the thumbnail Right. And I thought it was the trailer for um, that other Dane DeHaan movie that's coming out, like, next summer. I think I, I confused it with Valerian. Oh so when I was yeah, watching yeah, the trailer, yeah, yeah. I I, got I, was wa- I was watching the trailer. I was like, it's... where's Cara Delevingne? I thought she was supposed to be in this movie. And, right. you know, I, I was like, isn't she supposed to be in it? So I, I kind of searched her up. I was like, oh, it's, it's another movie that I'm thinking about now. But yep. this one looked pretty good. It looked visually stunning. I love the look when it opened up with, like, that giant tank. You know and like uh, the sh- when they ask him if he's ready and that shot of him just kind of looking over and nodding and then the closure of the tank and all the little things that we get to see in it mm-hmm. um, the shot of the uh, um, I'm gonna, yeah the shot with the train where it's kind of going oh, and yeah. turning at the that angle nice. and, the car, and the car crash and the flip all looked great with him kind of you know twisting and turning in the car uh, really good but it still doesn't i still don't even know what this uh where he is is this some kind of a mental hospital or is it just like a regular hospital I, don't I think
3: know. it's one of those you know like back in the day they had those get well kind of clinics or whatever they'll kill cure like different ailments or something i okay. think it's one of those type of places i'm I'm not too sure hmm.
1: yeah because like uh it's it's like can it is it like um uh, what do you call like one of those places where you go for, uh, a rehab center? Because because I see people in like the pool with the balls and stuff. And
0: <laughs> it could it could be it could be a little bit of yeah. little bit of all that. See that's what i was saying. They don't really give you a whole lot to go on, which leads which me to I like. it's going to have probably a lot of twists and turns or have like a mystery that doesn't get resolved until the end, so you don't entirely know what's going on while you're watching the movie. But I kind of like those, I, it, and it looks like it's well done. It looks like it's well acted, just from the preview. So I'll check it
1: out. Have
2: uh, Have any yeah. of you guys seen a, a, a French film from maybe about fifteen, sixteen years ago called The City of Lost Children? No. Reminds me a lot of that about of that movie visually. Uh, it's that one had Ron Perlman in it as well as a lot of French people. That I again with the subtitles, but it was a really visually stunning movie. I think it was the same guy that directed a French movie called Delhi. It's a big cult hit. Um, but I don't know how much faith I'm gonna put in Gore Verbinski. Uh, I mean, this is the guy that uh, that made The Lone Ranger quite a few of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Um, he did make the ring, which you guys like.
1: Oh, this is a guy who because um, now that you mentioned that, he had like a lot of hype going in from him because you know when he did the ring, uh, you know, the ring led to, I guess, Pirates, you know, and the three Pirates movies he did were pretty big hits. Yeah, right. Uh, and then kind of, I guess I wouldn't say flushed it all away. But like, you <laughs> know, the Lone Ranger, uh, the, the Lone Ranger did some pretty bad damage to his career, and well, which is a shame because it's not that bad a movie.
0: And it looks like he went straight from Pirates of the Caribbean to Rango and the Lone Ranger, which means he got stuck on Johnny Depp for a minute. Uh, and, uh, Rango was a good movie, though. Johnny Depp is one of the most overrated actors of our time.
1: <laughs> is, is Johnny Depp becoming a uh, career cancer? Because it seems like every time he and uh, and Tim Burton hook up, it doesn't lead to anything good anymore. <laughs> and <laughs> now it's it's affecting Gore Vidal or whatever his name is.
0: He, he can do he can do his part of the Caribbean thing, but man, at this point, if you put him in anything other than that, it's not going to work. Well, I have I yep. have high hopes for this one. What, what do you think,
2: Brian?
3: Okay, um, real quick. I just looked it up. It's called a wellness center, where it's basically a spa where they treat all different kind of ailments.
1: All right, so you you were
2: right. You were right, Brian. Yeah.
1: Do they have a wellness Um, policy?
3: I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, It looks great to me. Um, Oh yeah, this is far from what he's done with um, pirates and of course lone ranger yeah so um i'm i'm step. i'm definitely gonna check this one out cool
1: well this one led me to go back to look for at valerian again so uh that was right. pretty good so i'm looking forward to both then
3: uh speaking of pirates did you guys get the pirates trailer yeah uh when you seen uh, what did you guys think uh, well what did you get because i only got
1: like one where like some I guess a pirate went to go confront yeah, some blonde dude uh, and told him where's oh, Jack geez. Sparrow or something. Oh, yeah,
3: geez. I think that I think that's the only one out right now.
1: Okay, I saw it. well, it's it is what it is. I've only seen yeah, the first Pirates
3: movie, so that that, that was pretty much I'm what I thought it, it is what it is. I
0: I, yeah. I lost I lost track of the pirates movies. I don't really remember the last one or two. Uh but I'm interested to see this one.
1: I tapped out after halfway through the first movie, ah, and I right. never, I never went back.
3: That was actually the only one I liked, was the the first one.
1: Did you guys at the uh, for tonight's movie? Did you guys get anything for
3: um, uh, Dunkirk? Yes. No,
1: I didn't. You I got didn't. you got like the full. I think it was Dunkirk? like a full ten minute preview. Which, what, uh, which I
3: didn't which get the ten that? minute preview. The, I just got the, the, the new trailer
2: for
1: Nolan movie. Okay, because we Who's got there? one where it's. Um, um, the two young boys who are rushing um, the guy on the gurney, trying to get to the uh, trying to get to the ship, cutting into t- scenes with Tom Hardy uh, flying overhead, cutting to scenes of two other boys trying to load their ship, trying to get out of town or trying to get out of you know dodge or whatever's going to happen. Wow,
2: that's a great cast, man. A- and you, you know, kind these? of just huh
1: kind of just like leading into something else and it was like it went for about 10 minutes i was like are we is this the actual trailer cuz it feels like you're showing us like almost a whole movie now
2: wow <laughs> i didn't see you that got enough. a full scene
3: <laughs> yeah I, I only got I the trailer but um <laughs> <laughs> when they released the t- teaser a few months ago they had me with the teaser
1: right the original teaser with the dude just looking up in the sky
3: yeah uh, i think it was the the boat yeah that, that had a yeah and that that just That moment just had me. I I just I'm definitely checking this one out.
1: What do you think it was? Do you think it was just that one? It was just because nobody else in that scene really looked up. It was just that one dude who just kind of broke from everyone to look up in the sky and then just Dunkirk. And like you, I was already like that caught my attention like right away.
3: Yeah. Just you just want to know what what's coming. Exactly. And, you know, in the the trailer, they they do show Tom Hardy flying a plane. So maybe it's him. I don't know. I don't. I, you know. I don't know what role he's playing in the movie.
1: But here's the thing: like when the, during that uh, that preview, uh, the scenes were I guess were interspliced, so I don't even know if that's connecting. Yeah. Um. So we don't even know if he's the one up in the sky, like in the in the in the fighter plane, you know, doing the aerials and stuff. It could be something else. I don't know. And that yeah. kind of left the to the that was kind of left to the imagination.
3: Yeah. It it was it was a very good trailer. The one I got.
1: But we're going to be treated to a, an even better trailer now, aren't we?
3: Yes, the the biggest one to drop <clears throat> this week, the Fate of the Furious. That's an uh, <laughs> great. Yeah, give me give me a minute with this cast list right here. Uh, oh, yeah, ben Vin Diesel, Vin awesome. Diesel, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Charlize Theron, Jason Statham, Jordana Brewster, Michelle Rodriguez, Tyrese Ludacris, Natalie Emmanuel. Uh, Christopher, I cannot say his last name. He is Tormund from uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Oh,
2: uh, Christopher! There you go.
3: Yeah, uh, Scott Eastwood, Kurt Russell, and Helen Mirren, and this is directed by F. Gary Gray.
2: Oh, uh, I, I love I love this director, man! Do you guys see Straight out of Compton?
3: yes oh
2: yeah no oh man you're 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 missing out dude that's that's it's it's on the
1: docket it's something i've been trying to sit down to see but like i haven't had really like time to focus on on that because every time i sit down something else pops up and it's like oh i want to watch that instead
2: have you you, uh have have you seen law-abiding citizen with uh gerard butler
1: uh isn't that the one with him and jamie fox that's the one Ah, uh, yeah, I've seen that. Unfortunately, think- ah, fuck, you may not like this. you may not like this, then, man. I no, really enjoyed it. It's 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 the Fast and Furious. I'm going to enjoy it. Don't worry about All right. that.
0: Well, yeah, it's it's. I'm sure it's going to follow right along the lines of of the last one. You know, where it's completely ridiculous and over the top. But there's a lot of explosions, and it's going to be kind of cool.
1: Fall in line with the the other ones. You already saw it in the trailer where they tried tearing his car apart with like oh, the hooks yeah. and stuff. And then, and he, he, and then he had he,
0: the badass thing.
1: <laughs> he, he shoulder shoves the door off the car, yeah. drives backwards, and slaps the two cars together right there. You know, once again, this is Vin Diesel. No, like Dominic Toretto, nobody can beat him. Vin uh, he goes over everyone else. Uh, you know, and you get the confrontation between Statham and, and, and The Rock. I know, yeah. like, cause they had that pretty badass one in, in uh, the last one. Right. Um, it, so you mentioned that Jordana Brewster has a credit in this. Is this like a know, legit credit or is it going to be the same thing where like, oh, they show her picture. So she's in the movie.
3: Well, I think, well, they showed her picture in the trailer. So that might be where the credit is. But, hmm. you know, Paul Walker was in the picture and he's he mm-hmm. wasn't listed in on the cast list. So yeah, listed, but she um, might have yeah. a cameo.
1: Because they did that last year, uh, last flashback. time around with uh, Gal Gadot. They gave her a credit at the beginning of the movie just because they had her picture on Han's coffin.
3: Yeah. Uh, I'm not too sure. I think she, if she, she'll probably she'll probably have a cameo. It'll probably sure. be something small. Um, the way the movie's going, uh, she might get involved with now that they're having Vin Diesel as the villain. And I really... Allegedly. Really hope that... <laughs> this doesn't get resolved in this movie
1: um i think it will i think it seems almost too um um it seems almost like i I can easily tell where they're going to go with this i obviously he's not really going to turn on the family i think it's just going to be a a situation where he he feels like he has to to kind of keep them safe yeah so he's kind of like He's playing his cards close to the chest, and I think so is uh, – I think at this point Kurt Russell, uh, because you know they put you know uh, during the con- during the movie we see in the trailer we see the Rock in in prison. Well, he, the only the only uh, prisoner who's allowed to cut his sleeves off of his jumpsuit. <laughs> no
0: fit right, gigantic pythons. <laughs>
1: And, like, just to kind of get, like, him and Jason Statham out. So I think the whole point of this is to kind of, like, put – to get – they put The Rock in to kind of get Statham out just so they could tell him, oh, you guys now have to work with each other. And I think they get Statham out to kind of lure – because I think it's been revealed that Charlize Theron's supposed to be uh, his sister in the movie. Oh.
3: Oh. Oh.
1: Interesting. Because they're going to make it a family thing, so, but they didn't say right. if Luke Evans was coming back. But uh, that's what they've announced so far. And Charlize Theron's still looking good, uh, I think. And she's like what, almost fifty now? All uh, right, she's always. Like, she's, she's close what to cares? it? She
3: is. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking at the casting list. There's even more people. There's going to be. They're bringing back um, a couple of characters from uh, Fast Five. Uh, the they were part of uh, Vin Diesel's uh, gang. The the two that uh, spoke Spanish. Okay. Yes. 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 And uh, also bringing Lucas Black back from uh, he was in the um, Tokyo Drift. Yes,
1: he was actually. I, uh, I'm one of the few people who actually enjoyed Tokyo Drift. <laughs> I
3: oh, really I liked it too. Yeah, I I enjoy all of them. I, I'm I'm not afraid to say that. I will say my least favorite is probably the second one. Yeah, uh, I it think was, the second one has its moments. Yeah, it was a little little too much Tyrese for me. But he hungry. <laughs> <laughs> he hungry. <laughs> Metabolism.
1: That
0: was one of my favorite scenes in the preview when he's uh, driving through and Tyrese is like, why are they all shooting at me? It's like, oh, maybe because you're driving an orange Lamborghini. Yeah, that was funny. That was a good line. But it's still, well,
1: it still doesn't – here's what I don't get. So how could they not know that there's like a submarine – underneath that big block of ice you know would like hey come on
2: dude it's fast and the furious man it's like a it's like a a comic book in a on a a movie screen yeah dude
1: you can't yeah but normally like Like the like at least in the last movie you know like kurt russell kind of like established that these guys have so much technology you know they had the um uh, the god's eye technology from the last movie and they can't detect a a submarine under ice I don't know. Come dude. on man, just go with it, Denny.
0: They drove.
2: Well, I'm
1: going to I'm going to go with it nonetheless, but it's Dubai like <laughs> during the last movie. What do you <laughs> the, the one thing that like once the submarine came up, and was kind of driving towards them. It's like I was thinking why are they still driving in a straight line? Why not just break off cuz the submarine can't like chase You'll after both you know at once, huh? <laughs> it's like running yeah and what's
0: falling tree <laughs> and a
1: submarine can't like a submarine can't like really turn on a dime it's gotta it's gonna take a while for it to finally get to turn and make uh make a choice you know
2: yeah i don't know man you're dealing with fast and the furious yeah. physics now denny it's, gonna... it's a whole other thing man there's no neil degrasse tyson to explain this
0: shit away you're gonna suicide Vin... squad this one to death
1: man just don't even Vin diesel call me up i'm gonna help you out with
2: these, <laughs> these, 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 these <laughs> tiny details all right. I think we're all looking forward to
0: this one. I think Vin Diesel yeah. is in. a cyborg in this one.
1: I'm pumped. Uh <laughs> I told my friend already get the tickets for April fourteenth. We're going. We're we're definitely going.
2: Awesome.
3: All right, that was our last trailer.
2: All right, cool. So uh now that we're done with the trailers, it's time for horror headlines. Brought to you by Brian. Take it away, man.
3: Justice League two is pushed back to make room. For a Batman solo film, uh, what do you guys think go. about this? Here
2: we go. Here we go. The um, Comics movies.
1: I think. Well, is it is this confirmed already? Because last time I checked, you know, Affleck is still saying like his version is still like in the writing stage, so they're not even you know sure if um, they'll be able to get it done on time. Oh,
3: uh, from what I've checked out, um, they're going to start filming early spring of oh. next year. So. Oh boy. Um, With uh, a release date to be determined in 2018.
1: Uh, that's I a, could I could get excited for it. I, I first of all I would like to see who the villain's going to be.
3: Well, um, uh, last I heard, it was going to be multiple villains, with possibly Deadshot making an appearance in the movie. Oh man.
0: <laughs> Why do they keep... That's the studio cramming that shit down their throat, man. But isn't... I also... Have it and direct the movie? I'm telling you, that's my... That's the thing I'm most excited about from the DC universe. Well, that was
3: always my... That was always my main problem with DC is uh, Warner Brothers cannot... You know, there should be a DC studio. Let them handle it.
2: Denny, what were you going to say, man?
1: Aren't they also planning a Deadshot uh, solo film as well? yeah, yeah
3: sure. that, that, that's that's serious? Yeah, that's in the early stages right now it's yeah, it's but, not like yeah. set in stone
1: come on bro they're not gonna cast someone like will smith and just leave him in like uh <laughs>
3: like uh an ensemble that, piece he's getting yeah, he took yeah, that role right. to get his own movie. you know that, you. that's that that's movie. why i think that's why i think he's showing up in the batman movie
1: oh jeez to maybe he'll bring. Uh, maybe he'll bring Deadshot Junior, uh, Jaden Smith, and uh. and Batman could <laughs> go to town on him.
0: Well, um, yeah. <laughs> may he'll, as well kiss that movie goodbye. You put Jaden Smith on to
1: the top. He'll be. He'll be the. Hey Denny, if we're lucky, he'll be the little kid that Batman hides behind when somebody starts shooting at him. Right. Oh, I hope not. I think if you put <laughs> Jaden Smith in there and like have Batman like beat him to a pulp for about ten minutes, right. Uh, They'll probably get their budget back within the day.
3: Thanks. Who knows? I'm very sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, a while back they had said they was uh, Harley Quinn was getting a spinoff movie, which now has changed into a movie called Gotham City Sirens, which oh, will feature Harley I Quinn, Catwoman, and Poison Ivy.
0: And guess huh. who they're talking about playing Poison Ivy?
3: Uh, it, that's what well, we were gonna get to. This is where they're already losing me. Uh, Rumored to be in talks, Poison or Megan Fox to be Poison Ivy. <laughs> i <have laughs> with that, <a> <laughs>
0: Megan Fox is sex on a stick. I'm telling. You. Oh wow, but, wow.
3: But see, my problem with her, besides she's a horrible actress, well, is yeah, like, let's but... okay. For 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 example, <laughs> the Ninja Turtle movies. Yeah, right. From the what Ninja I read, sh- from what I read, she would not dye her hair red. She refused to. So she would she's look gonna like play
2: April O'Neil, huh?
3: Yeah, and, and she's gonna. She's in rumor to be in talks to play Poison Ivy. Hmm. Who, no, who would I'm you rather sure. play Poison Ivy? Then I'm
1: still down with that man.
3: Uh, oh. Jessica Chastain.
1: Uh, I, what do you think about Christina Hendricks? That could work. Yeah. I
2: could see that. Yeah.
3: She's. I mean.
2: She's got the rack. For not, it, that's for sure. That,
3: I was gonna go there. That's not a bad thing, but she just she might be a little too curvy.
1: Well, uh, if think about it, that not point, an I issue. Think, I think she could pull it off, though. Yeah. but on It's, beyond,
0: only, it, Megan, it's um, only
1: an issue. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: I was going to say, Megan Fox is – I mean, she may not be the best actress out there, but she's yeah. done a lot better in her I, – I like her in the Ninja Turtle movies, and I think that she can play sexy to a T, and that's what this movie's going to be. I mean, you're talking – it's gonna uh, be softcore porn or what? Right. I, it might as well be. It's all the it's all the females, you know. I mean Harley oh, Quinn, boy. and then you talk about adding Megan Fox to the mix? Shit. I'm
2: gonna go see it. Well who's gonna be the who's <laughs> gonna be the third part of this uh threesome, Brian, you okay, uh,
3: know? <laughs> Catwoman is they've not talked about anybody. Oh, uh, and see, there, there it was there was today. How about how about there was the, a How about the
2: chick how about the chick that played the uh the Vatican representative in 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 in, in, uh, in Consolid or whatever done so come
1: is that uh, Clarice uh, what's her name Clarice Van Hooten or something I had
2: no idea oh I man I'm understand. not sure she's <laughs> in the only thing I've seen her in was a TV show called The Affair they were like hey, okay
1: you- so she's she's not the one from Game of Thrones then
2: no 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 oh you're talking about uh the uh the witch right
3: yeah Melisandre okay oh you're oh, talking yeah, okay you're talking about, he's in uh what was that movie. Incarnate. Inconsolable. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know. Right? You're talking yeah, about you the one that played the, the mother. Inex-
0: inexcusable.
3: Hey, The one but, that played the. M-
0: they just grabbed her off the set. They were like, oh, hey, you have an Italian accent? You could totally be our uh, Pope, our, our Vatican. Our liaison. liaison. Yeah. Our, our Vatican
2: liaison.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Okay. Uh, our last bit of DC news: uh, Patrick Wilson has been casted as Orm, Aquaman's evil half brother, also known as Ocean Master.
1: <laughs> okay, you're way too
2: into DC. You guys TV, are buddy. you got you guys take this one take this one away. <laughs>
3: um,
1: I don't mind. I like Patrick Wilson in anything he does. So uh, anything, well, if he signed up, I'm in. You know, I like him in the uh, I like him in the uh, the Conjuring movies. I like them in. Uh, in A Team, I loved him in, right. uh, in Watchmen. Uh, I think he was like the best part. So you know, anything he does, I'm signed on. I'm good to go.
3: Yeah. Ha- has he ever done anything villainous? Uh, besides, uh, yeah, I was gonna say besides A Team, because he didn't uh, really that come off too candy?
2: That menacing. That they're talking about?
1: Uh, according to some conjuring too, when he was uh, teasing the those little kids with the Elvis song.
3: Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I don't know too much about ocean master, but like you said, I'm, I'm fine with the casting. I've, I can't think of anything I've seen him in. that I didn't like him in. So.
1: And plus, uh, uh he's still kind of hot off of, uh, uh, Fargo.
3: Yeah. And, um, he does have a connection with the director, uh, James Wan. So they've worked together pretty well.
1: Oh, um, also, I guess you could say he was kind of the heel in, uh, in
3: uh, the end of Insidious, and uh, I guess in
1: Insidious too.
3: Oh yes, okay. Okay. All right. Our next news item here: uh, Godzilla. Uh, Godzilla gets its uh, official title: Godzilla, King of Monsters.
0: So now, is this one? Is this one going to be like in the same universe as King Kong? Is it the same yes. people dealing? It's going
3: it? to be. It's going to be King Kong the sequel to godzilla and then the next one after that is going to be both of them in the same movie
0: i like that approach to it and i just saw the new i I know i've been down on this king kong thing lately but i saw the new preview for it and uh like the longer one and it looks awesome are
1: these uh, are these universal movies
3: um what is the company called uh yeah, let me uh you guys talk I'm going to look it up uh, uh, yeah, real you quick.
2: So, you guys talking about the uh, Kong Island or whatever it is? Just, yeah, cuz
1: I was wondering is this going to be kind of also uh, tied in with those new universal monster movies that
3: Oh no, oh, no, no, no. Those those are, those are separate. Those okay. Are separate.
1: So we are not going to see Tom Cruise fight King Kong.
3: All right. Well. <laughs> <laughs> uh rumored <laughs> monsters uh rumored monsters in this movie include uh King uh Ghidorah, Rodan, and Mothra.
0: Okay, cool. Wow. Okay.
3: So I think they heard everybody's complaints about the first one, and I think they're going to go right. big for the sequel.
2: That one was uh, Gareth Edwards, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Did you, well, did you guys enjoy that movie?
1: I enjoyed it for the I, most part. Uh, I, really I, I did. did. I
2: loved it.
1: There's one thing that only brought that movie down to me, and that was uh, Aaron Taylor John this guy has like yeah at least in that movie had no charisma no excitement he was just so boring on screen uh yeah. that i just every time he was on i was already like uh, just get off already
3: yeah, yeah i think it would have been better if they went with cranston which i thought kept, that's when i seen the trailer little, i thought that
1: a little longer you mean oh,
3: yeah I, th- I thought that was the movie we were getting
1: yeah. I liked when, like at the beginning, they were kind of going with like that whole, you know, conspiracy vibe that he's like this lone nut who thinks they're like, oh, the government is doing this, they're hiding this and stuff like that. And then they kind of be like they had that resolved within like minutes. And it's like, OK, the, my hook is gone. Right. Hey, what else you got here? And then, oh, the other hook, Cranston, he's gone too now. So you're stuck with Aaron Taylor Johnson.
2: Yeah, he uh, he ru- he rubs me the wrong way. The, the same way that the uh, the kid that played Darth Vader in in episodes two and three did.
1: Ah, oh, don't say that. Come on, Hayden Christensen's yeah. a good Canadian kid. Leave oh, alone.
2: sorry, man. That's just my. That's the way I feel it.
1: <laughs> I I, I, I like I like to uh, Christensen in uh, in episode three. I thought he was good. He was more. He seemed more at ease in episode three, and yeah. don't. I, mean, I, I always remind people of this. You could always complain about his performance and stuff like that, but I don't think the performance is his fault because that's the performance that George Lucas thought was great and thought it was good enough to put on screen. All right, so, fair enough. Oh, it, it, in, in other hands, he might be... like. W- do you remember like last year when they were kind of teasing, oh, he might have an appearance in, in uh, The Force Awakens? I was like, that would be interesting because now we get to see him play this character, but someone else is going to kind of show him the way to do it. So it, it it gave me some hope, which was something they talked about in one of our movies for tonight. Uh, how do you guys?
3: How do you guys? Right. Like how do you guys? You
2: tied that in, didn't
3: he? How do you feel about uh, Michael Dordery uh, directing this? Uh, the guy from Trick or Treat.
2: Oh wow! Man, what is it with them giving all these kind of you know lower budget, ind- more independent filmmakers these huge movies like this? That that's crazy.
3: Cheaper. And he's uh he's also writing this writing the script too.
2: Yeah, he did something we saw recently, right?
3: He, he I know he did Krampus also Krampus, and yes, yes. Yes, yeah.
2: Krampus. Did you I haven't seen I it. haven't seen it yet. Denny, have you seen that one?
1: Uh no I have not. But, I'm gonna watch on uh,
2: Christmas Eve, I think.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch it soon. Apparently he's making an appearance at my house at some point. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised. Well, he's, he's living in my house. <laughs>
3: Um, uh, i got a couple more things real quick uh pacific rim sequel uh, officially titled pacific rim uprising okay uh confirmed actors scott eastwood john boyega and uh kaylee spaney i believe is her name uh let's see uh We're getting another Jekyll movie, Dr. Jekyll movie, that is not connected with the Universal Monster movie. No,
2: come on, dude. Are you serious?
3: Yes, this is starring Chris Evans.
0: Oh, there is a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde in the Universal Monster movie thing, right? Yes. Huh. Man, this
3: is just going
0: to get everybody confused.
3: Well, this one's going to be titled just Jekyll, starring uh, Chris Evans (laughs) and directed by Ruben Fleischer. Who uh, most people that listen to our podcast know him from uh, Zombie Land,
1: Captain America, Chris Evans. Yes, Hmm. Okay. I, that's
0: weird. That guy's good, man. I like him and everything I see him in. I really are you,
2: do. Are you, Brian? Are you sure that's not a movie called Jackal about the heavy metal band from the nineties? Uh-huh. I would totally
3: watch that. I double checked. I double checked. <laughs> um, I'm I'm fine with it. I think Chris Evans is a fine actor, you know, snow piercer, uh, another movie I liked him in. I don't, uh, did you guys ever see uh, puncture?
2: Yeah, that was pretty uh, good. where he was the heroin addict, right? Ah, yes. He, who also happened to be an attorney fighting for the rights of heroin addicts.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm fine with it. And, uh, i yeah, I can't really say too much. There's not really a, a lot out on it right now. I know the only thing I know for sure is it, it has nothing to do with uh, Universal because uh, Russell Crowe is going to be uh, Doctor Jekyll for that movie. So, okay, weird.
1: <laughs> well, hey, it's we- almost like ahead. they 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 go? split up Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde here because <laughs> Chris <laughs> Evans would obviously be like the Doctor Hyde, and you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> And uh, and Russell Crowe would be uh, whichever one the the evil guy, I guess.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Definitely. and We're gonna finish out with uh, some TV news. Um, Salem's current third season will be its last because it has been canceled.
0: Oh, too bad. I'm too tell bad. You, I, I like know it show. was a good show, but it, I, it's. I feel like they like wait two years before they come out with a second season or third season. Yeah. Or
2: whatever, yeah. Know. There was it's a long. There was a so long time. wait there.
3: Um. Stand Against Evil is getting a second season. Stan? And um, the Stephen King adaption of Mr. Mercedes series has just casted uh, Kelly Lynch.
1: Hmm. Kelly Lynch?
3: You got, yeah, from, uh, from Roadhouse? Roadhouse. Yes. Oh,
1: my God. From what? From road Roadhouse. House. Roadhouse. The <laughs> doctor from Roadhouse. Doc, okay. pain yeah. don't hurt, Doc. Come on. All right.
2: <laughs> Otherwise known as "road hard and put up
1: wet" at, at her age. Uh, oh, man! Do you remember like that little that that red white checker, uh, checkered dress she wore in Roadhouse? Yes. Uh, how you hot she was in that! Memory. And then like, I've like never. Swayze did Swayze did nothing with her dress like that, and then she came over to his house dressed in like uh, a giant muumu curtain and, and banged her on his <laughs> roof or something or whatever he did. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man she can't look as bad now as uh kelly mcgillis though right
1: um i think the last thing i saw kelly lynch in was oh, still was a long time ago i guess was charlie's angels and what? she still looked really good in that
2: oh okay the uh the the first movie the one with uh drew barrymore and who else yeah. was in that one
1: uh, Berry Cameron Berry. Diaz Les, uh, Lucy Liu and okay. uh, the villain That's was right. Kelly Lynch and uh, what's his uh, what's that dude's name Oh, Sam Rockwell Sam Rockwell yeah, yeah. Okay. and his okay. dance alright
2: there you go
3: um, so if anybody doesn't have anything to add to any of these that was uh, our last bit of news
2: uh, it's Philip's time to shine man listener feedback dude what we got anybody listening
0: still at this point uh, sounds like it <laughs> the guesses are coming in to win our Freddy action figure uh, our friend Patrick Lear has emailed us, and uh, he thinks that Lance's worst movie is The Darkness. Uh, he says, if I'm allowed a second guess, that would be Incarnate. Uh, thanks, Patrick, but the contest is for Lance's favorite film of the year. Be sure you get that pick in by the 31st. Although you probably would have been about <laughs> dead Spot in on. On the <laughs> <course. Yeah. laughs> Let's call it something else. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. Uh, although also Cynthia Talbot has guest arrival as Lance's favorite of the year see that one's gonna be I, I think a, a good guess uh,
2: let me let me put it this way uh, listeners I would wait until the 31st to put your
0: vote in because yeah never,
2: things may change
0: yeah well and, and there's there's a lot of really good movies out there so I mean even though you said how much you loved arrival I think that that may, may not necessarily
1: be your best one
0: I guess we're gonna find out yeah
1: definitely wasn't mine that's for sure
0: <laughs> i think it was jack's though it wasn't mine either but i liked it anyway uh we've had I, super- I,
1: I apparently i caught i heard i i heard i forgot i caught some flack on someone else's show because i gave it a very uh, tepid review
2: oh yeah. hey man that's why we're here dude <laughs> everybody has their own opinion you know
0: can't, can't all be sheep that's uh, true that's so we've had several listeners asking where they su- where to submit their guesses, and uh, many are waiting until we we've, we've run all our December shows before guessing, which is probably a good idea considering it's the 2016. Yeah, t- I think I got a feeling tonight yeah. might shake things up a little yeah. bit. Uh, Brian, can you let everybody know how they can submit their guesses?
3: You can email us at thehorrorreturns at gmail You can go to our Facebook page, Twitter, and Instagram. All three at the Horror Returns.
0: Okay, cool. So, pretty much any way they can get a hold of us, they can let us know. Yes. All right, done deal. Uh, be sure to get those guesses in because you may be surprised at the result, and anyone can win. And, I mean, hey, we still got another week left here. Uh, thanks to everyone who reaches out to us. We love the feedback. As always, you can reach us at our Facebook or Podbean page, or you can email us, like Brian said, at returns at gmail.com. Uh, we love to hear from everybody. Let us know.
2: All right. So on that uh, on that note, it's time to discuss uh, this week's featured attractions. Yes, folks, Star Wars Week is finally here at The Horror Returns. And uh, we have the theme of, uh, of, of greatest heists in history going tonight. And uh, the uh, second film was suggested by our guest, Denny. And I think we're all pretty glad he suggested it. We enjoyed watching it. So... We're going to take a look at the brand-new Rogue One, but first, the 2009 feature Fanboys. So, as always, we start out with uh, Fanboys trivia. Director Kyle Newman, also known known for Barely Lethal and a whole bunch of music videos and not much else. Right, yeah,
0: I looked at it. I had no idea who the fuck this guy was.
1: (laughs) Uh, He appears on uh, Rebel Force Radio a lot. Uh, It's a Star Wars podcast, but uh, Barely Lethal was a movie he did with... uh, uh, what's Sophie Turner from uh, Game of Thrones? They play like, uh, oh. you could say, like a teenage spy agency.
0: But he's basically
2: just a big Star Wars
0: nerd.
1: Yes. Okay, cool.
2: A, a literal fanboy. Yeah. Literal. <laughs> All right, writers Ernest Cline. Yes, that Ernest Cline, the guy who wrote Ready Player One, and Adam Goldberg. Also, Brian, you're going to appreciate this one, man. Also ironically known for the TV show The Goldbergs. <laughs> Tell
3: us about that show, Brian. Oh, it's all eighties goodness that's I, all I can say.
0: I've heard so many good things about it. I've never actually watched it
3: that is my it's it's a comfort show for me and my six year old We watch we it and it it she has a lot of questions about the eighties <laughs> she wants to she wants to watch the movies they reference the muse she wants to listen to the music, play with the toys you know it's it it takes me back
2: hey uh, Denny have you seen that one
1: Goldberg's no I haven't no
2: yeah I know a lot of people watch it i've never I've never checked it out but I'm just not a sitcom guy but yeah we'll we'll see I'm definitely gonna check out trailer trailer park boys first I think <laughs> um, so uh, the Can- here's now we're going to go into trivia the Canadian rock band rush I saw a lot of Canadian uh, shout outs in this movie uh Denny did you notice those did you uh did you see the tattoo?
1: Yep, uh, Jay Baruchel, uh local Montreal boy, actually uh, grew up in the area that I'm living in now, NDG. He used to live like a couple of streets away from here, uh, but no, got picked up, moved out of town. Now he's living in uh, in the big T-Dot, Toronto. Oh, wow, okay. So uh, And it upset a lot of, it, it actually upset a lot of people in this city.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Funny, huh? Yep. A like, lot of infighting, like, kind of like we Like, like, like what LeBron. We're gonna... <laughs>
1: Well, this was different because he actually kind of called the people out, too, because he said one of the reasons why he left uh, was because of all the language laws and, you know, oh, the political stuff in this province because it's driving a lot of businesses out. Uh, so he left and he, the people were like, you know, French media was kind of like he has no right to go around saying that. And it's kind of like, well, he does and he's not exactly wrong in saying so. Hey Denny,
2: I've seen you uh, post a couple of articles about that. Tell tell our listeners what what's up with that language law thing.
1: Okay, so um, the the province of Quebec, you know, uh, the first settlers to come here to the uh, to Canada were the French, and uh, you know they settled along like the St Lawrence River, and then the English came. You know, war broke out, and eventually the English won and took over the area and kind of expanded west, and that's how kind of Canada was formed. But basically, the this area around here, like along the St. Lawrence River uh, and Quebec in general, is still kind of like a French area. So the people in this province feel that they should be recognized as their own nation, as basically their own society. And we've had like two referendums in this province trying to secede from Canada, but they've lost both times. Remember the and, Well, it it doesn't get to that point, but it's like um, to kind of like make up for it. You know, they they allow them to put like little things in place to kind of, um, how do they say, maintain the French identity. Okay. So one of the things they did was create language laws. So if you're opening, if you if you have a a business in this province, um, you could you have to either promote it just solely in French. And if you choose to do it bilingually. Your French sign has to be placed in front of everything else. So your French sign has to be right above your English sign. and has to be twice the size of your English sign. Really? And what they do here is they have uh, they have the uh, government workers that are called the language police. So <laughs> they get to – these guys who are paid by tax dollars. And you, and you dollars,
2: thought Trump was scary.
1: Well, <laughs> these guys are paid by tax dollars. And they they just go into like businesses and just you know do normal things. They'll go into a bar and they'll order something, you know. Like I'll order, they'll order a beer and they just kind of sit there, drink the beer, and kind of look around, and they'll leave. You you won't know who they are, but eventually, a couple of days later, if things aren't up to code. You'll receive like a fine in the mail, and the fines sometimes are pretty steep. Uh, you know, to <laughs> do you, you have to change this here? sign. Your the sign was too small. This sign wasn't correct and. Because of that, especially over the last couple of years, a lot of uh, English-speaking business owners just picked up and left the province altogether, you know, especially after the last referendum in uh, 1995. It was just like a mass exodus, and it just keeps going and going and going to the point where, at least in this city, um, if you come to Montreal, you're probably going to notice a lot of, like, empty store lots you know, the city is, you know, it's kind of falling apart already, too. Like, everywhere you go in the city is just construction everywhere. Like, repairing roads because of, you know, corrupt uh, corrupt uh, construction companies. you hooked up with corrupt politicians and stuff like that. And now we're just kind of uh, paying for this now. Uh, the city of Laval, which is, like, where I grew up, like, for my teenage years, which is, like, just north of Montreal. We had a mayor there for, like, 30 years. This guy is now facing 30 years in prison. For all his years of corruption with his side <laughs> deals and stuff like that. The last mayor that we had, Mike, I think his name was Michael Applebaum. Also another guy facing jail time for corruption. And this new mayor that we have here in this city, our fat mayor, Denny Cordaire, uh, you know, just recently put in this ban on pit bulls. Uh,
2: <laughs> I heard it, about that. The
1: fat it's just getting ridiculous upon. It's just so ridiculous in this province. Uh, you could see why a lot of people would want to leave. Especially like these celebrities, because eventually they just pick up and move to California and try to become a bigger star there.
2: Ah, right. Well, back to back to trivia. We pre- we appreciate all that all that uh, info, Denny. I'd read a lot. I actually had read quite a bit of that on your Facebook postings. History of Canada. But I really thought our <laughs> listeners would get it, would get a lot out that's of that. Cool. Though. So that, that's, that's very good. cool.
1: I, I always tell people, if uh, especially people here, if, if if Quebec really wants to become a sovereign nation don't hold the referendum inside your own province because they won't win leave it up to the rest of canada and you'll see exactly what happens yeah <laughs> they will just vote the, they will just vote them out right away like get out of the union and wow. take care of yourself oh, wow. wouldn't
2: that be a trip
1: oh yeah people don't like a lot of people like out west don't want to like even come to the province that's why like our universities here have like high turnover so it's like students come in get their degree and back out
2: i had no idea So anyway, the Canadian rock band Rush is featured somewhat prominently in several scenes in the movie. Rush is a group that has developed a very large, very uh, cult-like following of mostly male fanboys. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) An original version of Kyle Newman's uh, edition of the movie without any reshoots was screened at Star Wars Celebration Europe in 2007. When dedicating the statue of Captain Kurt versus Khan, Linus jokes that it looks nothing like either of them, to which Seth Rogen's character states, Yes, thanks for pointing that out. Unfortunately, the whores at Viacom threaten to sue us if we use their likenesses. (laughs) This is, of course, an end joke due to the fact that none of the Trekkies were official Star Trek clothing, and the Starfleet symbols look nothing like the one from Star Trek. (laughs) We'll get into this quite a bit, I think. Uh, And then the final piece of my trivia, anyway, is Kristen Bell uses a body double for the mooning scene. But I think, Denny, if I know you well, you came prepared tonight, my friend, right? Me
1: That's right. Uh, so she also uses a body double towards the end of the movie. So we have the scene where they're all gathered around the campfire. Uh, and you only see Kristen Bell from the back. So you just see the back of her head and stuff like that. So by this point, she was already back filming Veronica Mars, I guess for season two. Uh, so she couldn't make it for that day. So they just had a stand-in, sit-in for that. And that's why you never see her turn around at any point in that scene. Um, and also, uh, Kyle Newman, was not the original choice to direct the movie. I think he was actually brought on to replace someone else. I can't remember his name, but I remember hearing him talk about that a while ago. And one of the changes that they made was uh, the scene um, – the scene with the the police chase where they cra- where they hit the uh, light speed and crash into the billboard. Yeah, of course, sure. That was his idea. The original director's idea was to have a uh, the speeder bike scene replica from uh, from Jedi that he <laughs> wanted to put in. But the problem was the director who wanted to see that in there because he had seen a clip of it had never even seen Return of the Jedi.
0: Ah, oh, that's a that's a problem. Yeah. That,
2: so that, that became be a,
1: a problem. problem with the movie after. You're yes,
0: immediately right. out of the movie, <laughs> right?
1: And right. Uh, as we were talking about this off air. Uh, there was a so there's a scene in the movie where they kind of open up the ca- the cassette case. It's just all rush, right? Because uh, as Hutch says, "Rush is variety, bitch." Uh, <laughs> but that was actually supposed I to like be that, uh, that was actually supposed to be all Journey. They just couldn't clear the rights oh, for it, and uh, eventually decide to go with Rush.
0: Uh they they chose wise yeah
1: no shit. Yeah, I like that well, way better. <laughs> there's one thing I know about stuff like this.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh especially with Star Wars fans. You're always gonna see a crossover with certain things. So as, as Lance mentioned, you know, you have like a you know Rush has like an all male fan base and stuff like that that kind of blends well with Star Wars. There's a certain other band that kinda has the same fan base. Can you really? guess which one it is, and which one I thought would work perfectly for this movie? Is it, as well? is it
2: a is it a pretty uh, pretty big pretty big name band, or is it sort
1: of hell like yeah underground? No, they're pretty big. You could almost say they're knights in Satan's, uh, oh. uh, I guess Satan's service.
2: Okay, yeah, you kind of gave it away, man. That would have been pretty interchangeable <laughs> there. Yeah, yeah, you could have rock and roll all night and partied every day on that one, huh? Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, I prefer
0: Rush, though, just personal taste. I'm cool with either of them. They're they're kind of about the same to me. Is it, like you said, they're interchangeable. <laughs> well, totally, basically, totally different, but the same. Uh, so people, meaning, you know what I mean?
1: People that you would normally see at a Rush concert, at, the, at a Kiss concert, you'll also see at your local comic book store. Right. Who you'll also see at your next Star Wars right. movie. You'll, you'll also see at another movie. Yeah. Um, they tend to be. Uh, they all seem to f- like flow in the same circle. Yeah, definitely.
2: But how but how about Little Kiss? Who would you see there? Little Kiss.
1: Little Kiss. Who's Little Kiss? <laughs>
0: Philip, you know this one, right? That was the, uh, the, the the little the little people made up of <laughs> uh, well, okay. the midget kiss man. Yeah. dude. I was trying not to go I was like, oh man, I don't know how don't throw me this because I don't know how to be politically correct with it. <laughs>
1: I, I tried to buy tickets to go see them, but uh, unfortunately, I came up a little short when it came to money.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: all right. Well, listen. Uh, get it? when we <laughs> too short when we do, Cause
0: they're little. People.
2: All right. When we go when I we go into our uh, our, our discussions, make sure you get the joke. <laughs> when we go into our discussions of the film, uh, Denny, as you know, you I'm sure you've heard a few episodes <laughs> of our show, at least one every two. episode. Um, all right. So we always let our guests go first. So, Denny, the floor is yours. <laughs>
1: Uh I love this movie so much uh yeah, this movie is like uh uh this movie's like a, a fan's love letter to star wars uh and what I love about it the most is that uh especially at the time I'd seen it, I didn't really know anyone outside of this uh, in this movie outside of maybe uh Kristen Bell and um um what's the dude's name Christopher McDonald, the guy who played the uh, uh, who played Eric's father, the car salesman.
3: Oh, yes. right. I forgot
0: about him.
1: Yeah, so I knew him and him, but I didn't know who Sam Huntington was at the time. I don't think he had made um, – or maybe Superman Returns had been out by this point. Uh, but I didn't really know him from that. I didn't know who Dan Fogler was. I didn't know who – I knew who – oh, Jay Baruchel, we knew I knew him because he – not only did he grow up here he used to like he was in commercials here as well, so you knew him from like these uh like videotron commercials where he played like a, a store a video store clerk okay. and stuff like that so and plus he, he' tends to be seen around the city a lot back then and um but yeah, I just love this story, and uh I remember hearing about this story a long time ago about the um uh, the fan who had cancer who wanted to see uh, Rogue One, and I had heard right. this story kind of loosely, and I never knew if it was actually true or not. Uh, but uh, you know, I watched. One? What was that?
0: Who wanted to see Episode One? You
1: mean? Yeah, who wanted to yeah. see Episode One? Because okay, now we've yeah, actually I
0: about
1: that. we've actually now this is becoming more and more the case because uh, when me and Lance were talking about this off air a while ago, uh, the story had just broke that day. There was another a gentleman who was uh, terminally ill, didn't have much longer to live, and actually wanted to see an advanced screening of Rogue One. And uh, Gareth Edwards uh, allowed him to. So Hmm. uh, that's what made it kind of click in my mind. But I thought this movie was so funny. Uh, There's so many great scenes in it. It's so quotable. And uh, it's, it's, it's just a great movie. I love this movie so much. You know, man, I can't... I can't
0: totally argue with you I've never I had never seen it before I didn't know what we were watching I have seen the uh, like the screenshot before and um, passed by it but I've never actually sat down and watched it and uh, so when I when I, when we turned it on, I thought I was about to watch a documentary or something. <laughs> no idea.
2: I had no idea. I can see that there are a shitload of Star Wars documentaries for sure. And I, I thought it was a
0: documentary about people waiting for Episode One. But then, um, like once I started watching it, it's like if Road Trip was directed by Kevin Smith. This is what. Ah, uh, great watch. way to put it, man. You know, and, and I, I found myself laughing. Out loud, like a lot. <laughs> it was really funny, man. It was definitely had some cheese to it, but there's some big names in this movie, and uh, it was it was really fun to watch. I I completely enjoyed it, and you know, Seth Rogen came out, and I'm like, holy shit, that Seth Rogen! What the hell is he doing? there? I didn't recognize him at first. Yeah, because he the, had like some weird time nose I saw the movie, piece yeah. on or something to make him look even more nerdy than he already is. <laughs>
1: yeah, did you? Did- did you catch all three of his uh, his roles in the movie? I caught,
2: I caught two. What was the third one?
1: So the first one was the uh, the Trekkie at the uh, what's the name of the where did they go to Riverside, Iowa? Or... Yeah, River
2: Riverside, right. Iowa, birthplace of okay. Captain Kirk.
1: <laughs> so that was him. Uh, obviously, he played the pimp at the uh, at the casino. Who the blonde woman who was with Hutch in that room? is jamie king who would go on to do the voice of asajj ventress in the clone wars and who's actually now yes and she's actually now the wife of kyle newman
0: uh she is hot
2: she
1: is hot yes she's
0: always been hot she (laughs) reminds me a lot of uh harley quinn what's her name oh yes
1: oh uh margot robbie
0: absolutely she reminds me a lot of
1: margot robbie so the third one, do you remember when uh, Linus and Eric went to go meet William Shatner? Yeah. And they got stopped by that, uh, I guess, quote unquote, Klingon at the door who asked them no! for the... Ask- oh,
0: that was no. Seth Rogen no as well.
1: <laughs> hey! Dude, nut-
0: you blew my
2: mind, he man. Was
1: the nutty professor in that movie. <laughs> oh, shit. It was like, I remember like the first time I watched it, it was like... I recognized like – oh, not the first time, but like a couple of times after. I was like, oh, that's Seth Rogen. And then you see him again after as the pimp. And then like a couple of viewings after, I was like the alien dude just, just bothered me so much. And I was like, who is that guy? And then eventually I heard like commentary. I think I was talking to you about this off air as well uh, that – kyle newman did for uh with, uh rebel force oh back then it was the force cast but they did a, a commentary God, for his movie not, and he was just talking about it's it like yeah this is this is seth rogan we had to do it this way and talked about all the little changes that they had to do with trek because of the actual you know because you no know, viacom would not let them use any of the likenesses um and by the way since they wouldn't let them use any of the licenses that's why they put the giant bulges in the pants of uh, khan and kirk on the statues <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is this is a funny movie, man. This is uh, it. It was great. It was it was right in the same vein of like mall rats and Clerks, and it was I I, I really enjoyed a lot of similarities. A Speak, lot more speaking of which, expected. Kevin Smith showed up in yeah, the fucking Kevin, movie. Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes were in there. Mewes and giving, giving a hand to the guys and, in the bathroom, man. Those two guys, <laughs> like Jay and Silent Bob. are... <laughs>
1: Also, also um Ethan Suppley was, on was in the head. movie too.
2: Yeah, he was uh the, the dude from Austin. Um Yeah,
1: he was uh Harry Harry Knowles Harry from Knowles. uh News.
2: Dude, when oh. I lived in Austin, I was uh went went to college in Austin like from probably eighty seven to uh, ninety one or eighty eight to ninety one. I actually knew that guy, man, Harry Knowles. Yeah. Yeah, we used to buy we, we were into comic books big time, so we would go to his house, him and, and it was actually his dad, uh Denny, they had uh a house kind of close to campus, and you would go in there, dude, and you could barely walk through that place. He had just fucking stacks of old comics... Old newspapers. They didn't throw anything away. Apparently, they always everywhere. They call that. I a mean, hoarder. <laughs> oh wow, big time. Man. Yeah,
1: and and the fact that you're saying they got newspapers scattered everywhere. They call. They also call that. A, I believe it's called a Colliard's mansion. Uh, it's like a fireman term, or like uh, it's one of those houses that'll easily go up in flames because it's just literally paper everywhere. Yeah,
2: big time. Yeah, you just you just called it, man. That's exactly what it was like. And that, he was a weird weird kid, man. And I thought, okay, this this dude, he was probably like our age, and his dad, they're never going to make it big, and he ends up doing this. Ain't it cool news? Which turns into one of the biggest uh, geek news sources for for years, right?
1: Which also, by the way, was the news was the site that actually first broke the story of this, of the cancer victim, and the first ever draft of Fanboys was actually put up for everyone to read on Ain't It Cool News, like, all the way back in the day, and that's how, actually, Kyle Newman first heard about the story, was reading it through Ain't It Cool News. Man,
2: so it comes full circle.
1: Yeah. So this movie's been like a heaven sent for Kyle Newman. He, you know, uh, that whole story, you know, he finds it on the website, he ends up directing the movie, ends up meeting his hot-ass wife, and basically wow. has made a career out of like his Star Wars fandom ever since.
2: Damn, <laughs> talk about a Cinderella story, huh? No kidding. Damn, well Brian, what did you think of this movie, man?
3: Oh, this movie is hilarious. Uh it and it it, it gets pretty deep there at the end cuz you know everybody does need their Death Star.
1: <laughs> I, I I agree cuz um I think like one of uh, uh, you know, when you talk about this with friends, everyone like a lot of people always gravitate to certain characters, and they'll go to like, you know, Eric because you know of his situation. You know, he he's stuck in a job he doesn't really want to do. Or a lot of people like Hutch because Hutch is funny, or they right. like Windows because he's geeky. But not a lot of people give like enough credit to the uh, uh, Chris Marquette, the guy who played Linus, who I thought was like really great in this movie. Yeah, uh, he, he so many little touches and stuff. Like that. And there's there's a scene in the um um when i think it's after where they get out of prison or when once they leave and eric is talking about how they have to turn back because uh, he has to be back home because he's got a deadline and linus just says some some he said something like under his breath that you catch is like you're not the only one with a deadline right you know and it's like it's so good and especially their scene at the end at the campfire once you know like Eric is just trying to tell him that he's sorry, you know, and he's like, he, he wants to say before you're, you're dying. He's like, you know, it's all right. You could say it. I'm not going to hold it against you. Uh, it's such a powerful scene that it's like, uh, it, it almost, it, it almost kind of like, uh, I wouldn't say bring a tear to you, but it, it gets a little, it gets to that point, especially once he closes his eyes. And when he reopens, it's now Eric in the tent and you're now six months into the future. And, you know, spoiler alert, Linus has already passed away.
2: Yeah. I, I really like that scene. Um, I, as a matter of fact, um, a, lot of, a lot of the part of parts in this movie that I remember watching the first time, I was kind of, I don't know, I didn't enjoy it as much the first time I saw it because I think I was turned off by all the fucking Trek bashing. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: and upon second viewing, I realized the good natured uh, nature of that Trek bashing. And I mean, especially when movie, Shatner dude. shows up, and he's yeah. the guy who has the keys to the kingdom, literally. Mm-hmm. So, um, he could know,
1: score I'm, you Jerry Ryan's panties. Come on. Oh, dude. Yeah,
2: I'm in, I'm in. So yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoyed this more the second viewing than the first. And there's like you say, Denny, there's so many little things that you pick up on when you watch it a second, third, fourth time that, uh, the first cup, first couple of viewings you just don't see, you know?
1: Well, the first thing that always sold me on this is something that I can relate to. And it was, there was a, the debate in the van about who was the greatest actor of all time, and Windows kept saying it was Harrison Ford because of you know Han Solo and Indiana Jones. It made me think back <laughs> to me. I actually had that argument with somebody in English class in high school, where he was trying to tell me that Tom Hanks is the greatest actor who had ever lived. Oh, come on! And man. I was having none of it. I was like, <laughs> "Fuck off!" Harrison Ford is the greatest man who ever walked the earth. Han Solo, Indiana Jones, Jack Ryan. Uh, even regarding henry there's no competition come on
2: yeah i'm I'm on your side on this one man i'm not like seth rogan's character the the admiral there at this guarding the statue giving the (laughs) fucking tours (laughs) you know
1: oh by the way if you go back and look uh they actually um there's little touches in that uh in that court where they are around the park you'll see like signs for uh uh uhura's like hair salon and there's like uh no sulu's way. candy shop and stuff like that okay so they see, did
2: this, this is a movie you got to see over and over and over again to you're gonna see little tricks. signs
1: because since it's supposed to be all star trek related in that area they did little star trek nods all around the store shops I which is nice touches that. and uh and and which leads still to like one of my favorite lines in the thing where like windows was talking about how he was channeling the emperor in that fight yeah <laughs> and like hutch had to kind of call him out I was like uh i can feel your anger growing oh <laughs> <Yep. laughs> uh, that was such up. a great line
0: i love that dude that plays hutch man this is and see that's that's what kevin smith movies do for me at least you know the, the early ones um i can watch them over and over and over jane silent bob strike back even dude i've seen that movie right. a thousand times and i think I feel I'm, like this is one that I can watch over and over and over without. Open a beer, yeah, light, light up, absolutely. light up a pipe, hang if, out if you happen to <laughs> happen to have a bond, hang out you, with some buddies and <laughs> and and watch this movie over and over, man.
1: I was so glad actually when you guys reviewed uh, Fantastic Beasts and one of your 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 highlights of the movie was Dan Fogler because yeah. i like this guy a lot i've seen him in like other things like he's i loved funny. him in uh, balls of fury yeah, yeah and he's, un- uh, he's underrated oh Balls
0: of fury. and there was, no, a, was a good
2: one there was
1: a movie he did with Topher grace that was kind of set in the 80s that takes place in like a, a house party uh, i can't even that remember what really, it's called really but it was familiar, such a good man. movie that's yeah.
2: really familiar well well i'll look it up uh brian why don't you give us your your review of the movie man
3: uh, like I like I said before, this movie's hilarious. Um, did you guys get the Ray Park cameo? Guys...
1: <laughs> yeah, we forgot about those, uh, all the cameos like at the end. Oh, too. there's lots of cameos.
3: Uh, yeah, f- for the listeners who are not familiar with Ray Park, he played Darth Maul. Oh, okay. And uh, in the movie, he is the security guard who pulls out the two batons. Oh. And his line cool. his line in the movie so. is. Time for you to get mauled, boy.
0: <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> that's perfect, man. Oh, I wish I got that.
2: Oh, Ray Park, uh, who's hey, also... Denny, Denny, I think it's Take Me Home Tonight, right?
1: Uh, that's right, that's right. Uh, also, the cameos by uh, um, Will Forte. Oh, by the way, uh, yes. people, I know a lot of people always get confused. The They're referencing uh, THX 1138 at that point. Yes. And they're all coming out with the silver mask. So A lot of man, people are like, oh, I don't get it. it. That's not Star Wars. I got,
2: I got that big time, man.
1: But uh, you got Will Forte, you got Craig Robinson, which another great scene was when, uh, Craig,
2: Robinson, Robinson, when, when
1: Craig Robinson came into like uh, Lucas's office and he caught like Hutch behind the door. Yeah. So he's yelling at Hutch, so Hutch is just yelling the exact same thing back at everybody else, thinking that maybe he'll be able to kind of like. Yeah, like like uh, weasel his way out of it. It was right. pretty good. Yeah, <laughs>
2: it was a fun. All right, oh, I love Kirk Robinson. <laughs> so I think I think it's safe to say we all we all had a blast with this one. But uh, I I'm really itching to move on to the the main oh, feature. yeah, we got to that one. <laughs> so uh, Denny, we we do ratings on a scale of one to ten, as you well know. So uh, what what do you rate it and why?
1: Um, I would give this an eight. It's not a perfect movie. It it does have like some issues of it's got a few issues with it, but it's so quotable and it's, it's every time you see it, it just goes by so fast. This to me is one of those movies that I could just throw on in the background and do whatever, and then just kind of tune in and out or even just kind of like, you know, quote along as it goes along, you know, um, it, it's, it's like a, an eight, I would even give it like maybe an eight and a half, uh, an 8.5. Wow. That's pretty 8. high. 5 out of 10. Yeah. I've seen it many times. It's, 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 it's it's gonna stay at eight point five and it's never gonna change. It'll always make me laugh.
0: Man, I'm I'm not too far off from you. I I, I think I'm gonna say eight on it, and I almost want to give it higher. I mean, I can't because it's stupid, but, <laughs> but it's so funny. It's really good. Like I, I really enjoyed myself, and it's and it's been a, a while since I've seen a movie. You know what, dude? I'm gonna give it an eight point five too. Now that I'm, I'm talking myself into it, it's been a while since I've watched a movie and really enjoyed it the way that I did this one. It was, it was just fun. It was a whole lot of fun.
2: Well, I'm actually, uh, I mean, I, I, I fucking love this movie. Uh, the first time that I saw it, like I said, I was really taken aback with a, with a Trek bashing. Cause I wasn't really taking it for what it was. I just wouldn't expect what it was it meant <laughs> to be. But, um, I, upon second viewing, I definitely kind of caught the joke, so to speak. Um, I, I wouldn't rate it that high. I would say that the uh, a lot of the comedy was really fucking silly. That that was the only that was the only thing that kind of lost me. And hey, guys, I fucking love a good road trip movie. If if there's any kind of movie I super love, it's a, it's a road trip movie. And I like especially when they go like from one side of the country to the other. But if you know anything at all about geography and you see where these guys went, it makes no fucking sense. You know, they started off. Uh, what, what was it, uh, it?
1: They were starting off Ohio? in Ohio.
2: OK, so Ohio and then Iowa. That makes sense. OK, they're headed towards San Francisco and then they fucking go to Austin. I mean, I understand they want to get Harry Knowles worked in there, but I don't know. To me, it seemed a little
1: worse. Well, don't, don't forget, they the the, uh, the whole Austin thing was because they had to go and meet the girl. Windows's you know, online girlfriend to get uh, to score the uh, passes for Lucas Ranch. All
2: right, well that cha- that changes everything. That changes everything, and and then of course uh, Vegas, why not? And besides, it's on the way up to to San Francisco. But you know, I, I found other parts a little a little bit silly. You know, I mean, I enjoyed, the, like I said, I really enjoyed the movie. I'm not trying to to bash on it, you guys. I think you guys rated it really fucking high. <laughs> I'm going to give it a seven though, which for me is. Is, is is extremely high, and I enjoyed it. Would I watch it again? You bet your ass, man. I'd watch it over and over and over again. What did you think, Brian?
3: I am going to give it an 8. I thought this movie was hilarious. This is a movie my father would not like with all the Star Trek bashing, because I know the exact moment he would have turned it off when he heard you Kirk-loving Spock-suckers. <laughs> he definitely would have shut this movie off, but... You know, it, like I said, this movie's funny. I love Dan Fogler, um, and it teaches you things like always bring a grappling hook when you go on a covert operation. Oh,
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> and then it asks serious questions like, right. where do the words go in the opening crawl?
0: Ah, uh, good question.
3: I've, I, as as a kid, I've wondered that. But overall, um, I thought this movie was funny and. I give it an eight.
1: All right. Also, shout out, shout out to those two girls in the car that uh, that didn't flash them, uh, the, especially the redhead one that gave them the finger. She was pretty damn hot.
2: <laughs> uh, I thought you were. I thought you had some more trivia. Yeah, tell us who these chicks were or something, man. Uh,
1: chick number one and chick number two. I don't know. I just know. I just uh, Brian might get a kick out of this. The the, the redhead one that gave him the finger always. Every time I say it, always kind of reminded me of
3: uh, of Missy Hyatt. Oh. Yes, been a while <laughs> since I heard that name.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's right. a wrestling thing. My story.
3: Oh, I got you, I should have. Re- heard it. Lance, Lance doesn't want to talk wrestling.
1: No, I'm
2: I'm fine with wrestling. You guys uh, uh, go for it, man.
3: Uh, no, let, let's let's get on to the to the main the main attraction here.
2: Yeah, I think we're all pretty much uh, as they as they say down here in the states, Denny. We're we're champing at the bit to talk about this next movie. Uh, so the next film is Rogue One. The director, Gareth Edwards, we talked about him earlier tonight, also known for Monsters and Godzilla. Writers, Chris Weitz, also known for the live-action Cinderella remake, so I didn't have too much hope yeah. after, after that, but, uh, and he also wrote The Golden Compass, which didn't have a lot of hope after that either. Uh, and
1: uh, Tony Gilroy also.
2: Uh, also known for the Bourne movies, right?
1: Yeah. Tony uh, Tony Gilroy is the guy who also he came in for the uh, some rewrites and uh, for all those reshoots.
2: All right, well whatever whatever they did uh, probably worked, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, Rogue One is the first theatrical live action Star Wars film not to be scored by John Williams, which kind of surprised me. Yeah, because uh, it sure sounded like John Williams. The idea for this film came from ILM visual effects supervisor John Knoll. He received a story credit and served as an executive producer of the film. Tatiana Maslany, Rooney Mara, and Kate Mara all auditioned for the female lead role of Jen Erso, which of course went to Felicity Jones. So, Denny, we know you're not going to disappoint.
1: Um, I thought this movie was fun. It was great. Um I didn't I didn't love it as much as I did The Force Awakens. Really? Uh yeah, I, I thought I the Force Wake. Uh, I thought the Force Awakens was a much uh, was was a lot better film, uh, and, and it probably has a lot to do with the fact that it's got original. It's got the original characters that we all wanted to see in it, and those original characters get to give, I guess, the rub to the newer characters. And I thought the character of Ray was a lot more intriguing than Jin Urso, but it's not to say that this is a bad movie. Um, I think it was great. I love the I love the action of this movie. I think the third, the whole third act of this movie, is fantastic. Yeah. It's yeah, probably that's one of really it'll pull
2: me in, me man. Yeah, that
1: I would probably part. say this is probably one of the best action sequences acts that you'll ever see in a Star Wars movie. Yeah, I this, think it's it's
2: you're right. This was one of bet, the, this was one of the best war movies that I've seen in a long man. time.
1: Oh yeah, and the characters. Uh, a lot of the characters I enjoy. I loved. I loved uh, Donnie Yen's character of Chirut. I love. Yes. I love Diego Luna's character of uh, Cassian Andor. Yeah. Uh, K- uh, K2 So yeah. got like the biggest laughs. Like oh. every time K2 So <laughs> had a line, people Absolutely. laughed. Yeah. And and Orson Krennic was. I almost. I wish they could use orson Krennick in more movies i wish they could use him in i wish they could use him in force awakens i wish they could have used him in the prequels uh ben mendelson was so great his delivery of some lines especially um uh where when he's having um a meeting with uh on the death star with somebody and they're yeah, they're going right. back and forth about how like You know, he thinks this the Death Star is going to be a waste of time, and like he's telling him, no, this is my baby. I'm going to show you exactly what it's going to do. And you know, he's just so good in this movie. And I think to me, the 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 weakest characters in this movie was probably um, Bodhi Rook because I don't think we got to, I don't think they gave enough for Riz Ahmed to do in this movie. And I thought Felicity Jones was just okay. I think she. I think she could have been interchangeable with anyone else in this movie. they could have casted wow. anyone else, and Holy it probably crap. would have even worked, one of so. the
2: Mara, uh, Kate Mara or Rooney
1: Mara. The uh, you know, interesting was as was watching like uh, Felicity Jones on screen. I just kept thinking that she kind of looked like uh, Zoe Deschanel. I never, so I, never I kept thinking that. that like, oh, I'm gonna hear like Zoe Deschanel's you know weird voice come out of her mouth at some right. point, point. So and it just have, kind. of
2: have her hear her sing it's maybe it's cold outside or something
0: exactly hey i love Zoe
1: zoe de chanel
0: oh uh, i love you know i think what? she's but great but felicity jones i thought was awesome in this man
1: yeah I, I, i'd still take ray any day of the week
0: yeah i don't know I i'm with you on a, that one I but what do you think i thought they were they were pretty pretty similar you know in their in their performances i actually like this one better than the force awakens no
2: yeah i did i really did
0: Man, <laughs> all right well that's one out of three so far it was more of a uh it, I, I felt it was more of a throwback to the original star wars yes you know and like especially with the action scenes and the fights it like i mean i wish that it had more uh like jedi stuff that's really the only thing that it was sure. missing for me because that's always Well, been... that
2: was by design though.
0: Well, yeah, I know, but that's always been one of my favorite parts of the Star Wars franchise. Um even I... though I love like the, you know, the the swooping in and and shooting lasers all over the the Death Star and all that kind of stuff, which is super cool to watch, great visuals. Um, but I do wish it had a little more Jedi stuff. You were going to say something didn't you?
1: I was going to say that uh, they do tap into it a little bit. Uh, And Star Wars is starting to do something that I really like. And it's they're introducing these these characters who are they're hip to the force, like like Cherut and and um, and Maz Kanata, who. And I think this is something they could do. They could always have in the movie. They could have these characters that could actually tap into the force, but not fully because they're not Jedi and they don't know how to, like, hone their powers They're kind of like – they could only do specific things like maybe a mind trick or kind of like toss something with their mind and stuff like that. But they can't – Not actual Jedi masters. Yeah, not actual Jedi masters and stuff like that, which I think they should probably start using more and more because I thought – there were some scenes in this movie where I was pretty sure it's like, okay, I think – I think Cherut has some kind of mastery of the Force that he's just not letting on to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's definitely, uh, you know, studied it and all that, but I, I, I still like seeing that one character that's like, "Oh, he's here! It's time!" <laughs> you know what I mean? When, uh, when Kenobi or somebody shows up like that, then, then you know, the the force is strong. The forces,
2: the forces in the area. They're huh? fixing to lay down <laughs> some
0: smack, and and I'll, I'll right? get, I'll get more into it in spoilers, but uh, it, I saw, and I and I wanted. More of that, but I still think it was a fantastic movie, man. This was, this was phenomenal. I was more impressed than I thought I was going to be. Well,
2: I'll, I'll put it to you. I'll put it to you guys this way. After I, after we finished uh, watching the movie at the theater, which was not too long ago, a couple hours ago actually, I left thinking, you know what? Finally, fucking finally, yeah. in a Suicide Squad movie that's worth a damn. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I thought, wow. That's the way DC should have done it. That was perfect. You know? I mean, this I, this was a great movie. After the, the nightmare that was chapters one, two, and three, we really needed to get something good going. We needed to cleanse our palate from the bullshit that was the first three chapters that everybody fucking hated. Which brings us back to um, uh, uh, the final line of the movie we talked about, Fanboys. None of you guys brought it up. <laughs> I wanted to, Oh, yes, the yes, line yes. Movie, I was going to say, it, but
1: I, I didn't want to.
2: They were all sitting in the theater they were about to watch it and Danny
1: Danny what did they say? What if it sucks but see here's <laughs> the thing I never thought episode one sucked I actually enjoyed episode I did, one
2: man I thought episodes one one through three sucked
1: no uh, i I enjoyed episode one i I loved episode three the only one I ever had an issue with is episode two uh that was the only movie I ever the only Star Wars movie I should say I ever saw in theaters only once. You know what? For
2: a minute, and I, I never watching,
1: wanted to go back to see it again.
2: When I was watching episode two, for a minute, I could have sworn I was just playing a video game. The graphics were so fucking horrible. The CGI yeah, yeah. was so terrible in Attack uh, of the Clones. I Come on. When well, when know, he's
0: on that planet where the clones are, oh I my god! Yeah, you're you're right on that.
1: But hey, we're talking look, about Lord, Camino, by the way, the the Lord. planet has a name. Come on.
0: Lord All right. of the Rings was like that too, man. Yeah, it had some bad. Scenes. It has some right. really bad you're CGI. Right. But I, I actually liked Episode Two and Three. Um, one, I, I mean, you kind of have to watch it if you're a fan of Star Wars. But after you've watched it once, I think you're good. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll put it to you guys this
2: way: after the, in my opinion, the train wreck that was chapters. One through three. Yeah, I mean, I needed a fresh, I good. needed a breath of fresh air, yeah. and and I really, really think the Force Awakens brought that yeah. to me big time.
0: Definitely,
2: that movie was great. Yeah. Absolutely, one of my one of my top films of that year. But this one almost as good, Denny. Almost I, as good, man.
1: I, but I'm I'm but you, here's the thing. I'm not saying that the movie's not good. I like the movie. I, I enjoyed it. That, I enjoyed it a lot. But. It didn't it didn't it for at least for me did not hit the heights of Force Awakens because when I walked out of the theater for Force Awakens for the first time, I think I must have floated home that night. I don't even remember how I got home that night and I did not get any sleep that night. And by the next morning, I was like, oh, my God, did you guys see The Force Awakens? Oh, my God, it's amazing. Oh, my God. Did you see Ray? Did you see this? Or is this movie? Okay, I think like I since I got to see an advanced screening, I couldn't I couldn't really do that because nobody had seen it yet. But I saw it again yesterday, so I've seen it twice. I'm going again tomorrow as of this recording with some friends. I'm looking forward to it again tomorrow. The, the film like held up on its second right. viewing. But like I said, it's, it, it, there was just something missing where it, it's, it didn't leave me feeling like how I felt after watching The Force Awakens. Okay. And, I think, and I think that probably – I think it might have something to do with the fact that um, I think we all had a general idea – Of what was going to happen to these characters. Am I correct?
2: Yeah. Very correct. True. Yeah. Yeah, We kind of knew the ending, so to speak. So
1: we know the ending. And not not only that, but now we're getting – we have to get – used. I think this plays an important fact in it too. We are coming from a generation where when Star Wars was around, we had to wait at least two to three – about three years for the next movie. And then there was a long lull. And then it came again with the prequels, and we had to like we saw episode one. Then we had to wait another three years for episode two. Then we had to wait another episode, uh, another three years for episode three. And then we had the long lull again. Now we have episode seven, so we we're kind of like in that frame. It's like okay, we have to wait a couple of extra years for another Star Wars movie, but it's like no, we have another Star Wars movie within the year. Yeah. So it's kind of like okay, well maybe it's by keeping them too close. Now you're going to have people kind of like okay, well, I like this, but it wasn't as good as this because The Force Awakens is still so fresh in everyone's mind.
0: The Star Wars down All right, and yeah, so fair much enough. Hype. There was a lot of hype behind The Force Awakens and not near as much hype behind this one. All right,
2: well, so I think I know the X factor, guys. I think the reason that I really enjoyed it, maybe a little bit more than you, Denny, I think it has it comes down to the fact that I'm sort of the elder statesman of the group here. And I could remember when I was nine years old going to see Star Wars A New Hope like it was yesterday. I, I, it was so fresh in my mind when I went in there with my friends and actually sat down and, and saw that put to screen like nothing I'd ever seen before. And this movie was such a good, a great throwback. Yeah. They did it the right way. Yeah. I didn't think they did it in a cheesy way or, a, or an over-the-top way. I think that this movie was seamless. If you yeah. look at the... Uh, the, the way they put the special effects together, they added some CGI that, you know, you could see a couple of places where yeah. it was there. And they added a couple of special effects that were obviously a lot, you know, more uh, refined than what we would have back in nineteen seventy seven. Yeah. But when you look at the way that the, the set designs are, the costumes, the way the characters look there were, there were moments when I was watching this, I honestly thought I was watching a movie from 1976 no or 77.
0: It, it looked like it was straight out of those first three Star oh, Wars.
1: I, I don't doubt, because, like, uh, Yavin, the base on Yavin 4 was literally exactly how I remembered it from, from uh, episode uh, from episode 4. And um, a certain... Uh, we'll get to that, in, like, in the spoilers, but there was something else right. that they pretty much had looking exactly the same in this movie from episode four. And that, like, when it happened in the movie, I, like, my friend and I just literally, like, jumped out of our seats. I know. And, like, right? We were going nuts and we're like, oh, this is amazing.
0: I know exactly what you're talking
1: about. Yeah, man. I was, <laughs> I was,
2: I was really impressed with that. I love the character of, K- what, what was his name? K2 K2SO? K2SO,
1: yeah. yes.
2: He reminded me, you great, guys are uh, familiar at all with The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy?
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. He reminded
2: me so much of fucking Marvin the Depressed Robot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it. Brian, what did you think, man?
3: Um, this might be my in my top three Star Wars movies. Yeah. I Strongly. really enjoyed it. Yeah, um the first thing I did when I came home, I posted that I, I felt like a kid again watching this movie. No
0: kidding.
3: It took me back. Um the Right down to the to the to the costumes, to um, certain references, uh, a couple things I'm gonna bring up in spoilers that I did not know until I looked it up online. Just shocked me how how good they had it in the movie. The only thing I will agree with um, Felicity Jones, she probably could have been somebody else. And out of, out of the list that was read, um, I'm a big fan of uh, Tatiana Maslany. From uh, I'm a big fan of hers from Orphan Black. Okay. And um, I kind of felt like she might have been a better choice for this this role.
0: Yeah, I don't know, man. I think I think the I don't know, she was she was hot and she pulled it off and she was brooding. I think she played her character well, but but yeah, I mean, you're right. She definitely was not the. Uh, I, I guess now that you mention it, she probably didn't really have the standout performance that Ray did. Yeah. But I think that was more writing than acting. And I think her her acting was was done pretty well.
1: Do you think it also kind of plays into the fact that maybe um, because going into Force Awakens, nobody knew who Daisy Ridley was? Yeah. And coming in here, Felicity Jones is already an Oscar nominated actress going into the force, uh, going into um, uh, Rogue One. So people already had an idea of who she was because we had seen her in movies. I had already seen her in um, – she was in Spider-Man, uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Oh. And it's like, oh, I recognized her from there and I recognized her from the theory of everything. So it, it's oh. it's something that also kind of hurts um, uh, hurts the, the series, which is like when I first watched the original trilogy, I had no idea who Harrison Ford was. I didn't know who Mark Hamill was. I didn't know who Carrie Fisher was. I only knew Han Solo – Luke and Princess Leia and in the prequels it hurts it because going in I already know Liam I I know Liam Neeson he's Darkman I know Ewan McGregor from Train Spotting. I know Natalie Portman from The the Professional I know all these people so I have that disconnect already whereas with The Force Awakens I could buy into because I don't know Daisy Ridley I kind of you have that with Oscar Isaac because I already knew who he was I didn't really know who uh, John Boyega was um, so I could buy these characters as who they are. Maybe Whereas that's, with this, well, that's a
0: good point. Maybe that's why I like Felicity Jones, because I didn't... I mean, I am I know that I've seen her in these things. A theory of everything. Yeah, she's been in a bunch of stuff they just named, and I was like, oh, yeah. But it, it never... I, I never clicked that that's who that was to me. I, I, like, it, I didn't... She's not an immediately recognizable person to me. So when she was on there, I mean, she was... She wasn't Felicity Jones, you know
2: what
1: I mean? She was Jen. She was Jen. Gotcha. Another person whose performance I kind of had an issue with was um, Forrest Whitaker. Um, I well, Obviously, the promotional material led us to believe like, he was going to be in it uh, a lot more. I like that he wasn't. Um, yeah, he was kind of mysterious. And, the, and, and the, the fact that like he, he kind of had like this wacky accent. Throughout, the, I don't know. Yeah, that was weird. Brian, maybe maybe you'll agree with me on this, but before we, there was a scene where, like, um, I think um, when there's a meeting between him and and uh, and Bodie Rook, but you don't uh-huh. see him at that point, and he just starts talking. He started sounding like he was Bray Wyatt. And I was like, yes,
3: what? yes,
1: he was cutting like these Bray Wyatt promos. And I was like, this is not this is kind of not really Star Wars. And, and it's like <laughs> I kind of wish I kind of wish he kind of took it another way instead. Yeah. I didn't need because like it's it's the same thing with in, in Arrival. He kind of had like um, this kind of Boston accent that I could kind of detect throughout the uh, Arrival. And it kind of sucked me out of it every time he was on screen. Yeah. And, and he's also my father's least favorite actor, too, because uh yeah. Because of uh, Bloodsport. Oh, <laughs> I haven't seen Bloodsport in like 20
0: years.
3: Who was he? Because, because my he was father was one of the the FBI agents. The FBI agents oh, chasing okay.
1: down Van Dam the whole entire time. So my oh, father, you know, okay, it's like, okay. uh, I got you it. know, he did, he, back then, you know, I you know, he, All right. He loves his action <laughs> movies. did Loves his action movies. Didn't. Didn't. Used to speak English very well back then. So he knew the action. So all he knew is that Van Dam was going somewhere to kick someone's ass and Horace whitaker was trying to chase him down to and stop lazy it.
0: eyes
2: chasing him down. <laughs> exactly was waiting he's for the from... lazy eyes uh, statement to come out there Please
1: he's ruining the <laughs> <laughs> he's ruining the whole thing so every time my father would see him on screen he would
3: just get in fury. he's like oh this guy's gonna ruin everything now this
0: fucking guy he ruins everything every time
3: <laughs> uh how did you guys uh feel about mads mickelson
0: I love Mads Mikkelsen. Oh, I uh, yeah, a you're big a big guy. you're a big Hannibal fan. Though. Uh, I'm a big Hannibal fan. <laughs> I loved Hannibal. Uh, actually, I didn't even finish watching the third season. I, I was two episodes into it. So. Yeah, but I still love Mads. I, uh, he is he is one of my new favorite actors, man. I I, I, I think he did great in this movie, and I I don't want to say anymore because I think I already did. well you
2: you guys you guys were talking <laughs> about uh, the Neon Demon earlier. He was actually in one of the few uh, movies by that director, Nicholas Winding riffin that I actually liked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was it, Valhalla Rising? Is that what? It, have you guys seen that one? No, I haven't. I heard he was in it. Yeah, he, I, he, I think it. he was called One Eye or something like that.
1: Yeah. Oh, you sure. Oh, Forrest Whitaker. I had <laughs> heard about him, but I only really knew him from uh, Casino Royale.
0: Yeah, man. yeah, that's right. Yeah, That's right. He was an asshole in that. God, he's so he's so awesome, man. He plays that steely character really well, and then in this one, he plays like a warmer, more heartfelt person. You know,
1: I like and that. And, and I love the the exchange between him and uh, and uh, Ben Mendelsohn's Orson Krennic at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, you know, uh, it's almost like you get this I, I, the impression I got when they were interacting was like. Obviously, they had known each other. They had worked with each other. And and, and Krennic was almost like, hey, like, like kind of approaching him as like, hey, we're buddies, you know, like let's let's come back and we'll we'll finish this thing. And 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 uh, and Urso's kind of like, no, I don't want to do this and stuff like that. So it's it's almost like Krennic almost thought that their relationship was probably a little bit more. Right. Maybe because he was trying to, like, lure him back. But I think Krennic had kind of like over uh overthought their their relationship at some point and thinking that like oh he'll come back because we're buddies but you know it didn't work out that way.
0: Yeah. I don't know.
2: I I really like him in this one. So there was a I noticed there was a line in the movie that uh t- uh this isn't really a spoiler but it was kind of toward the end of the movie but uh didn't he, do you watch all the animated series?
1: Oh uh, yeah, I just uh, was watching uh uh, some episodes of uh rebels this morning who was jimmy
2: smith's referring to as a jedi and he said i trust her with my life or something like that oh no no
1: no so they're they're nope, at the nope, end nope, of this nope, 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 nope. oh yeah we have to save this for uh the for the oh, okay, spoilers okay, yeah, yeah
0: okay sorry all right
1: <laughs> even it's it's even though it's not a spoiler because we already yeah, know, know it i mean it, it is
0: it is a prequel thing but yeah he was talking about
1: his daughter how about that
0: <laughs> all right i'm still in the dark so i'm not spoiled.
2: <laughs>
1: Well, I guess we because it's it's not like it's people who if if people haven't seen episode four then they should kind of already know because it all plays together basically they, they just start tying together little things at the end to kind of um, help the transition from Rogue one into episode four right oh, which'll so we'll we get into
2: episode four Shout reference out? yeah yeah I didn't even catch that yeah I've yeah, seen yeah. episode four a hundred times yeah who's he was... referring to?
1: We'll talk. We'll talk about all right, it. All play. right. All right. All
2: right. <laughs> Brian, do you have anything else to say before we move on to spoiler alert?
3: No, I think we're ready for uh, ratings.
2: All right. Well, uh, Denny, we want to we want to hear what you think, man.
1: Like I said, I, I, I really enjoyed this movie to the point that I'm going to go see it again for the third time. Uh, and even after the third time, I'm still thinking about this movie. I'm still buzzing about this movie, even though it, to me it's still not as strong as The Force Awakens. It's still a pretty damn strong movie. Um, I'm not comparing this to like, uh, you know, episode two or anything. But if I were to like put this against any of the when people are going around saying like, oh, it's the greatest Star Wars movie since Empire. To me, it's kind of like, okay just let's let's take it down a notch. Let's just rein it in. It's not as good as Empire. It's not as good as as at least The Force Awakens, but it is up there. It's going to be one of the better entries into the franchise, so I'm going to give this maybe, I would say, strong eight and a half out of ten. Also,
0: okay. Uh,
1: I'm
0: going to give it, I'm going to give it a nine. I think that, uh, I think that it, it is far and away better than episode one, two, and three. I think it fits in perfectly with episode four, five, and six, and the only thing that it's missing to be on par with those movies. Actually, it may may even... I'm not a huge fan of uh, of Jedi, uh, even though the Jedi aspect is my favorite part of it. It it, it may be up there with that one. Though. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly I know what, you what you mean. I think... Uh, I, I still think that it was... A, it, it wasn't as impactful as The Force Awakens. Um, partially because it didn't get as much hype, and uh, partially because it didn't have the same characters and uh, and and impact. You know, when you said it wasn't as strong of a movie, I think it's it's solely on characters. But I feel like what they did with the story and what they did with the acting and directing, I, there was a couple cheesy moments, but. Um, I, I still feel like it was up there, man. I, I think that it was better than The Force Awakens, like better done, not better characters, better done.
2: Really? Yeah. All right, that's strong words, man.
0: Um, yeah. So. There you go. Yeah,
2: I. Yeah, uh, you know, like I said, no, no surprise that uh, to hear me say, I really, I really enjoyed this movie a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, it's. I, yeah, it's not quite up there with The Force Awakens. I'll agree with that that because that was my actually when i finished watching that movie i walked out and i said you know what i looked at aj and i said that's actually my favorite star wars movie ever wow more than one two three four five or six so yeah the force awakens was was at the absolute top
0: you know if kylo ren had been more of a badass than i I liked all that man i I I, thought no
2: come on dude look at it even in this movie mendelssohn's character he's frustrated that's what that's what the Empire's all about. Somebody puts all their fucking heart and soul into something, Vader and then they get frustrated. they get fucked <laughs> over. They get fucked over by the empire. It's just like real life when you go to work, when you walk into your job, and they fuck you over in lieu of somebody who's your obvious inferior in skill set, and yet you still have to grit your teeth and hang in there for the
1: empire. Oh no, I okay? like that. Like- okay, so, and I love the- that about Kylo Ren because oh, he really. got that point across, man. We're going to get into we're going to get into that in spoilers because there's something in in, in Mendelssohn's character that reminded me of just what you're talking about right now.
2: All right. Fair enough. I give it eight and a half. One of my favorite movies of the year.
3: Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it a nine. This is also one of my favorite movies of the year. Uh, Great acting. Great uh, costume design everything. And like I said, it made me feel like a kid again. And what really made me happy was there was young children in the audience with me at the movie theater. And yeah. when certain cameos came up, they cheered and got excited. That's and that awesome. just made me happy that star Wars is able to transcend to the next generation with these new movies. And, Disney um, taking over like,
0: may be the best thing that ever happened to this franchise. It is the best thing.
3: So, um, yeah, let's get the spoilers. I'll give it a well. Nine.
1: Before you do, uh, what did you? Uh, how would you compare this to uh, Force Awakens? Then
3: I think I lean more towards this one because of the action. Oh, so yeah.
1: we're, we're all split down here. It's two two.
3: Yes, but I really, I really loved Force Awakens. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I just think too. the action and the 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 feel. I felt like I was watching a movie that was. A, a, along that timeline of the, the original trilogy. And I think that's why I kind of lean more towards that. Right. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've
1: been fucking warned. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. All right. Spoilers You've it is fucking then. Warned.
2: Uh, Denny, you want to uh, get the ball rolling?
1: Okay. So getting back to what you were just, we were just alluding to earlier. At the base, so when Mon Mothma was telling him, "Okay, the Jedi that he had in his back pocket," he was obviously referring to Obi Wan Kenobi. You're right. And the person who he entrusted with his life was Leia, because Leia was on it at the beginning of. I was uh,
2: wondering that at first. Of a new hope. That was too obvious. Leia
1: was on her. Okay. All right. All right. (laughs) <laughs> Leia was on her way to go and deliver the plans to Obi-Wan yeah. Kenobi. She was going to go meet with him herself before Vader intercepted.
2: Oh, now it's all coming yeah. together. Okay. See, it was all
0: right. Okay. It, it's, it's, okay. That's why I hate that they put, that they that they kind of marketed this as a standalone movie. Right. Because it's not. It's man. not. It's like it's no an way form Fashion of the beginning of episode Four. Yeah. You this, know what I mean? It's seamless, dude. Seamless.
2: Yeah, seamless.
1: And, and as for what you were saying about, like, you know, the Empire, it's, like, filled with, like, a bunch of... Uh, bureaucrats and people who you're working there and you have people below you who are not even as good as you are, who are, you know, advancing. I got that impression during the, uh, the scene between, uh, Krennic and, uh, Grand Moff Tarkin. Right. It's like, you could see like when Tarkin is kind of like dressing him down about the Death Star, you could see it on his face that like Krennic is just getting so infuriated. He, you could, it, you, he had, he, he omits it from the screen that he thinks he should be in Tarkin's position and not yeah. Tarkin.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I, I think that the acting was pretty good there. And can I say that my favorite scene in this one, now that we're in the spoiler, because I wanted to go into this. And because I love the the Jedi mystical aspect of it as opposed to the, the action-packed space fighting was uh, – Darth Vader coming in and wrecking shots. Oh, oh my god! That was crazy, man. <laughs> that was so awesome. I wish yeah. there had been more of them, and I wish it had been longer.
2: the The last third, the last third of this movie, the the third act was a masterpiece. Yeah, it, the best war movie I've seen in yeah. years, maybe since Platoon.
0: Well, and they had a lot of the same kind of kind of shots that they had in uh, in episode, you know, four or whatever. When when they were you know, going in to take out the Death Star originally, you know? This was... Right. Man, it fit right in there. It was right in that timeline. It was so
1: awesome. The, 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 the best part was, like, I didn't even expect it. It's like when you see them at the end and you see them in that dark corridor. Yeah. And it kind of just stops. Like, like all of a sudden it went from, like, a war movie to, like, a monster movie. Yeah. And you just hear the breathing and then you just see the lightsaber just ignite okay. and kind of yeah, light up awesome. the hallway. You're
0: Immediately got goosebumps when that happened.
1: People in our theater lost their minds. You 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 would have thought that like Jesus had just come down from heaven. Yeah, and people were just going nuts. And like as soon as he just started fucking going dark side out on everyone, you know, like force chokes. He, yeah, he tosses the guy up to the ceiling, the slashes guy. in the him in the stomach as he kind of stops a blaster bolt, making him. This is like. I had told – I was talking about this with somebody for The Force Awakens. Why – from what we see from like Kylo Ren in The Force Awakens, why would he want to be like Vader when clearly what we see Ren do in The Force Awakens, he's more powerful than Vader. What we saw Vader do this time makes up for everything. We actually get to see Vader like really almost use his his Force powers to its full potential. It was
0: the def- <clears throat> definitely the most badass scene that Vader's ever been in.
1: That's and the fact, line. yeah, and the fact that he like at the end of it when he was just standing at the platform as with his cape just billowing in the wind yeah. was oh, so awesome. What a great shot! Yeah, but how did he
2: stand there without getting sucked into space, guys? Seriously, Fucking
0: Darth Vader. That's how. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's
2: oh, the those, only thing that bothered me about that. Sweet oh, those uh, you get force they,
1: choked? <laughs> they they uh they explained that in the animated series. Like once the ship goes, the force field automatically... like the. The shield that kind of keeps it all together okay. kind of goes back into place. So, like, the ship kind of just goes through it, and that's it. So, like, there's going to be, like, really nothing there. You'll get, like, wind, but nobody will be sucked out.
2: Oh, okay. Well, you, that uh, that explains it, man. Like I, I mean, said, I've never seen the animated series. Yeah. Something
1: that popped me very much in this movie. Well, there's a lot of things. Um, But being a fan of expanded universe stuff, to finally get to see vader's castle on screen was like i didn't i never thought we'd like we knew they would probably start picking and like cherry picking certain things from like expanded universe lore yeah i never thought they would go in the direction of vader's castle this is just stuff that like only because vader's castle was supposed to originally make an appearance in empire like ralph McQuarrie did uh, like uh like uh an artist's rendition of how it was supposed to look like and stuff like that, and they dropped it, and then they kind of used it in, like, EU, and it's like, oh, they'll never use that because you know, whatever. Like, nobody's gonna really care what Vader does, like, when he's not like, working, you know? Mm. But to go there and to see him in the back, I wish we could have seen more of him in the back of the tank. That scene was so crazy.
2: (laughs)
0: Vader with a glass of wine, huh? Yeah. <laughs> his downtime. <laughs> no, you're right hey. though. But yeah, with the tank though, that was that was super cool.
1: And I know a lot of people online are already complaining about his uh, his uh, his line on Krennic, but right. I have no problem with it. Oh, you know, the, the choke on your ambitions.
0: The kind of cheesy one. Yeah, that's. I, uh, yeah, I, I like. No, I like that. That's what I'm talking like... about. Where the movie gets kind of cheesy, and there's there's more than one of those lines that pops up. But hey, man. It, it works, you know? I mean, it was a little cheesy, but it, it totally it, – it, it didn't – it didn't turn me off of it. it I didn't. had nobody stood out, but it didn't turn me off of No, it. I liked I ha- it. It, it. That that was right
2: up there with I find your lack of faith disturbing. You know? That fucking hit me. Sorry,
1: dude. It, it was a throwback to me to, uh, to Jedi. Do you remember when like at the beginning of the movie when he comes and he's like the uh, – he's talking to the – um whoever about how the Death Star, the construction of the Death Star has fallen behind. Right. And he's like, you have to, you know, you have to hurry up. And the guy's like, well, we need more men. So Vader tells him, well, you could tell that to the Emperor. He's on his way He's like, oh, we'll double our efforts. And Vader tells him, I hope you do, uh, because the the Emperor is not as forgiving as I am. I am. <laughs> I remember that and, man. <laughs> and that line always makes... It's, it's 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 actually a good line, but it always makes me laugh because we've seen Vader Literally, right. just like choke people, yeah, for literally just like talking back to him just like a smidgen, <laughs> just like
2: like that that puts it in perspective big time, huh,
1: yeah, so it's like something like that you people shouldn't be like, oh, it's a cheesy line, it it's not cheesy because he's literally like he you know he's he's at this point where he can't say the cheesy line because he's literally now holding your life in his hands because he's choking the shit out of you with his yeah. mind I'm so it's you what, it's fine, you know.
0: I hope that I hope that they had James Earl Jones read the freaking dictionary and recorded his voice for every effing Star Wars thing that comes out from now on because they could do Vader, uh, I, I mean realistically, as many times as they want to and uh, that guy is the backbone of the Star Wars franchise and had he not been in this movie, it wouldn't have, wouldn't have been so great.
1: But, I think uh, they got an app for that now too. By the way,
0: <laughs> There you go, <laughs> and, man. Because he's in it, it is so amazing. They, they had a gr- just a great Vader scene, and that's what I wanted out of Kylo Ren. That's what I was going to say. Lance stepped away for a second, so I'm going to argue with him again about that.
1: <laughs> but we did get that with Kylo Ren the the blaster bolt stop the uh, um we got. Uh, the-
0: the badassness, but I I think that Kylo Ren was whiny, and and I think that Darth well, here's Vader the th- is a
1: badass. Here's the thing: Kylo Ren was whiny when he only had the helmet off. Right, when he had the helmet on, he was always cool. And I could even I you could even you could even say that like in The Force Awakens, it all kind of falls apart for Kylo Ren in the movie. Once he takes the helmet off,
0: yeah. I wish that they hadn't have shown him with his helmet off because. Well, no, no. I'm not yeah, saying.
1: I'm not saying like the him. movie falls apart, but like for his story I mean, in his general, because falls apart. Because because remember, Ray is like thinking he's some kind of a monster, right? Yeah. And she's scared of him. Once he takes the helmet off, she sees he's like a regular man. She's not. She's not afraid of him anymore.
0: That's my problem. I think that. I think that. I wish that there had been maybe because if you're looking at the first three Star Wars episodes when uh, or not the first three but four five and six, uh, you know when Darth Vader, you finally see his face in in Jedi, and it's super mysterious. Man, he went through two and a half two and three quarters of a movie before you ever understood what was under the mask, right? And and that was part of the mystery behind it, and that's part of why he was so badass. And I kind of yeah, hated I, that they took Kylo Ren's mask off. And then when they I, did, he was this whiny little
1: bitch behind it. But I don't think that – but I think that was necessary because they needed that to get to to get Rey where she needed to be in the Force. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, and we'll, it, we'll with I the think now or with the by, 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 by establishing by, – by revealing that like, early on that like, Kylo Ren was Ben Solo – now, everybody's we're really left wondering. as like, well, if, if we know who Kylo Ren is, then who's Snoke? There has to be a more important thing for Snoke. Snoke has oh, to be yeah. somebody important. So I, I think
0: that's the part that I'm excited about because he's the mysterious badass character in this one, not Kylo Ren.
1: Well, to get back to the, uh, Rogue One, something that got me very excited in this movie was the very end when we got to see 1977 Carrie Fisher. Nineteen-year-old oh, wow. Carrie Fisher. That was yeah, in
0: man. Right. I thought they we, were gonna do like you were talking about with Kristen Stewart and the, or not Kristen Stewart, Kristen Bell and the uh, and the body double. And I was like, oh well, they're just not gonna show her face. I yeah, that's that, what I thought. They then just then they the did. Back first.
1: Because I was like, okay, so they did. They already did uh, Tarkin. They're not gonna do two in one movie, are they? Mm-hmm. And then she turns around and like I know some people are saying it was cheesy. But to see, because like to me as a kid, Carrie Fisher was so beautiful, and to just yeah. see like nineteen-year-old Carrie Fisher again on screen, and don't forget, within the same year, we literally just saw sixty-year-old Carrie Fisher on screen in a right. Star Wars movie. We got and to boy, see her did she again. She looked rough. She looked rough, and <laughs> it was like, but just seeing her again, and you know, with that last line, what what is it? Like they asked her what the whatever they gave her was, and it was, she was like, "It's hope." Yeah. And it's like, oh yeah, we I know what. Uh, yes, just me, I, it brought tears to my eyes. It, it made me <laughs> misty-eyed.
0: I'm telling you, man, it was that was that was a great way to end it with yeah. this, with a with a brick in the face like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I think, uh, you know, they they did the same kind of thing in one of the Avengers movies or something with uh, with uh, Robert Downey Jr. Right? They showed him super young, and it was. It was almost spot on, but it's—I kind of it's, remember that. It's where you look at it, and they did the same thing with Carrie Fisher. It's where you look at it, and you can you can tell something's up. You know, hey, wait a minute, something's not right. Right. But can you can you pinpoint what it is? Probably not, not really, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely kind of se- like the Ant Man scene, huh? Oh yeah, 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 with uh, Michael Douglas. Right. Yeah. So it's 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 almost there. It's, it's not as bad as the CGI that we were talking about with episodes one, two, and three, which was bad. CG by far. This is, this is some next level shit here. And it's, I mean, we're going to bring back Elvis for too long.
1: (laughs) Don't forget that. Like if, that the the CGI from episodes one, two and three is what kicked it all off because that was all filmed digitally. That was almost all on green screen. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, without that, we probably wouldn't have had the breakthroughs through that. We wouldn't have had the breakthroughs for what we have now.
2: All right. Fair fair enough, man. Fair enough. Um, Brian, what did you, what did you think, man?
3: Uh, I just want to say, can we in the final scene?
0: Yeah.
3: Oh, um, my theater lost their shit when that happened. And that's what I was going to bring up, how how far along the digital effects are, because, the, you know, those aren't even the original actors and actresses, you know, playing those roles. They're just digitally placing, you know, the face on there. And that, that just blew my mind. But I was going to say, can we can we now say Warwick Davis is like the Stan Lee of Star Wars movies?
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's funny what did, who who was he i don't remember he, he was he
3: was the little the little short badass alien with the with the gun oh he was God. part of the, cool. the he was part
0: okay. of uh yeah i like that guy
1: he was part of sagarera's uh group at the uh in um, yeah
3: yeah Jetta city
2: okay all right <laughs> i was i was wondering about that if that was anybody famous
3: Holy yeah shit. um yeah you guys pretty much covered everything i was gonna bring up you know well this, we also this, go ahead
1: what, what did you think about some of the other uh cameos in the
3: movie um i love the r2d2 c3po that was a quick you yeah know, good that was a good it, you know it was a lot of jimmy smith's you know popped up yeah and uh The one that just really, I I totally forgot Peter Cushing had died. I thought that was him on screen as Grand Moff Tarkin. That just really just, I had to like get a second look. I was like, wow.
1: That was was something that was like, I had heard rumblings that they were going to put in the movie. But when you kind of saw him just like by his back and was like, is he going to turn around? And then we're just like, they were just showing the reflection of his face. On the window, and it's like, okay, that's probably the closest we're going to get. And then he just turns right. around, and literally, this shows you just—I guess—just it just shows you how good like Ben Mendelsohn is. He's acting across of a CGI person, a CGI character who's probably not even there. Well, I guess right. somebody was there standing in, but
3: it's just so crazy. Yeah, totally agree.
1: Yeah, well, he what was, about? Was in it a lot too. Yeah, he was—he was practically a supporting character. Yeah, right. Well, I, what did you think no about idea. the um <laughs> what did you think about the um the um uh what 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 did you think about the appearance of uh Doctor Ez of uh Evazon and uh Ponda Baba, aka Walrus man.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was were he like still memories
0: or whatever? What was that? Where which which guy are you talking about?
1: Uh, uh um Ponda baba was a walrus man in uh, a new hope the guy who has the confrontation with obi-wan Kenobi at uh, oh, the yeah, cantina yeah. Ooh,
2: he, doesn't like, okay, he doesn't like he doesn't like you i don't yeah. like yep. you either i got you
1: <laughs> they bump into um yeah Jin urso and um and cassie and uh, endor in in uh, jetta city
2: yes I, I love i love that shout out yeah man. yeah that was a good one <laughs> fucking hive of, of, of villain or what What is it a wretched hive of scum scum and
1: scum villainy, and villainy.
0: <laughs> well because look if you're gonna have if you're gonna have a Star Wars movie you're gonna have to have some sort of familiarity in it and that was that was my biggest fear for this one was that it was a whole new cast of people without any familiar characters right and I, I, they at least had some cameos and, and pulled it off
1: uh, what did you guys think of the, uh, the, the Death Star effects, like uh, blowing up of Jeddah City and then uh, blowing up of uh, – what was the, uh, the, uh, the base? I think it was called Sagri for some of that.
2: Uh you, you you got me on that one man. There was so much shit going know, on, so many so many new characters that's, and so many new planets and that's stuff. That's
0: what I've heard from two different people so far is that it was it was overly complicated and I'm, I
2: was not, thinking it's, it's not it's really but not. you just need to rewatch it a few times but, I to mean, get all the names Well, down.
0: there's just
1: there's Well, basically just all names the names are set at the bottom of the screen go. every time they went to a new planet. They did yeah. it in all except one case.
0: And you don't necessarily need to know specifically where these planets are or what their history are or whatever. Right? But uh and, and, and so, but I think that throwing those in there kind of confuses some people. Um, but throwing them in there also expands the universe a little bit, and I think that it makes it make more sense.
2: I, de- I definitely really knows I definitely the enjoyed the, the effects. I yeah. thought the effects were great, especially when what? that Death Star just showed up out of nowhere. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like you could see it in the
0: background. It's yeah. like really
2: imposing, and they know what that
0: means when yeah. they see it. And speaking of which, man, I really. I, I enjoyed that, you know, when they when they chopped off the top of that tower and hit the yeah hit the water cool, man. and it all came earthquake and in. But I, I enjoyed that everybody died in the end, you know.
2: Yeah, like I, I said, man, was though, cool. this was the way Su- Suicide Squad should have been. Yes,
1: this was a real Suicide Squad. Yeah, you know. Well, this this is like the, I would say this is almost like a perfect ending. This is like the uh, yeah. the Empire ending because. Even though the good guys succeed in their mission they get the plans they still lose because they all die. They lost right? the
0: battle but they won the war.
1: Exactly. So and and just the, just like just the visual of just seeing one thing i like that they did they they maybe it was just me that caught on to this but they were generally kind of teasing like a um like some kind of an interest in, from uh, Jin Erso and and Cassian uh, Andor Right, almost like it's there was bad. like a a romantic interest, which they never gave into throughout yeah. the whole movie until the very end when she just like held when they just like held each other as like right as like the 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 cloud and 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 the yeah. the, the, the whatever it was was just coming towards them and boom they're gone you know. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: if they had done anything before then, it, it, they wouldn't have had enough character development to make it happen.
1: Uh well, by the time that that cloud they saw that cloud touching down to like touch them, it probably could have got like a quickie in there or something. I don't know. Well, <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. All right, were well, you guys about ready to wrap this one up?
3: Yeah. We can wrap it up.
2: You got uh Denny, have you have you covered everything you wanted to on this one? Um
1: uh, pretty much. Uh, one last thing, I guess uh uh this I guess would be uh trivia. Uh the the uh the planet that Vader's castle is on. A lot of people didn't know what it was because it was never mentioned. If you go on, I think it's like their visual guide and stuff like that, they can confirm it's Mustafar the The planet where Vader was born.
2: Wow, Mustafar, huh?
1: Yep, the same planet from the end of Episode Three, where uh, Anakin's limbs were chopped off. Wow,
2: oh. <laughs> man, they really bring stuff full circle he here, don't there.
1: they? Well, he, he decided to just build this castle. Uh, well, here's the thing that they always never. Um, it's kind of like well. It's almost Imagine as if the Emperor terrible. will determine what, what Vader will do next. So it's – a lot of people tend to think that like Vader – like in, in the EU, he was like on this acid planet. And right. Like it, that was because that's where the Emperor, uh, the Emperor wanted him to be. So Vader just did it. So uh, a lot of people – since Vader doesn't do things without the Emperor, tell, uh, the Emperor telling him to, most likely the Emperor probably told him to build his castle on uh, Mustafar and stay there. Ah. As maybe like a penance for something.
3: Real, real quick. Uh, since we're getting into the standalone films now, how how do, how are you feeling about the the Han Solo movie?
1: Um, I I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I just I, I I would need to see something from it. The only thing yeah. is, like with uh, with uh, I, I you you could kind of see Donald Glover now. Looks like he's really trying to get into that role. Right, he seems to be walking around everywhere with that Billy D mustache. I've noticed that
2: too, man. He was on <laughs> something recently. I saw him man that he he reminded me of. That he looked like but, Lando.
1: <laughs> but you know, Donald Glover doesn't. Not, he he doesn't have half the suaveness and half the charisma as Billy D. <laughs> Billy D walks into a room and like people just like flock to him. Like I've got to see him at a convention, man. People are like people just like flock to this guy. Something that I think like I know a lot of people are like, are fans of. Uh, of of uh, of Glover, and he's got like a charisma, but Judge not that, Ryan, Billy, Reinhold, but, man. but not that Billy D charisma. You know, Billy D walks into a room and people like women's panties will drop and all that stuff. I don't think that would happen if Donald Glover walked into a room.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Spider Man Homecoming. That's what I saw him in. That he reminded me of. Uh, I saw the trailer for Spider Man Homecoming. Oh, that yeah, was and, a good and he remind he reminded me somehow of him. And I guess in the, he, he's got that show Atlanta. Have you guys seen that?
3: Nope, that's, that's a, a that's a great show.
1: To. Yeah, does, does he have I don't
2: that Lando feel to him in that one, uh, Brian?
3: No, it's more towards I would say his his uh, musical side, that persona. Ah, I mean okay. he's not he's not the one in the show that Childish like he, he's yeah he's trying to in the show he's trying to manage his his cousin, but I would say that's more towards that side. Okay, but it's it's a very good show.
1: It's just there's just something about Billy D. There's just a, there's just a coolness to him. That like right. when, even when I was a kid, it's like I wanted to be like I, I didn't I didn't want to be like the Luke. I wanted to be more like Lando. Lando every, was just so cool every about everything, you know? Lando basically right. taught like a whole generation of guys how to Mac.
0: <laughs> and I mean uh, <laughs> obviously with Star Wars fans. <laughs> and uh I think uh you know, I mean, you're never going to be as cool as Harrison Ford either. But uh I think that I don't know, it, it kind of I have the same issue with this one that I had with uh with with the movie that we just watched and that I doubt that it's going to have a whole lot of Jedi influence. There may be some force type oh, characters. Oh, and
2: Harrison Ford,
0: but or yeah. the but I
2: really, I
1: really want to see some Jedi's come in and 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 take over. You know, it, it's going to be tough because at that point in in Han Solo's life, he has no belief in the Force. Right. Because so, when yeah. they meet him in Episode Four, he's just like it's a hokey religion.
0: Yeah. Right. Uh, so I'm sure there's going to be a character or two with with some Force type things. Doesn't sound like there'll be much.
1: Though. You know what I would like to see? Um, they've they, they've touched on it a little bit in like the comics. Um, especially during like the Lando series where like, uh, they gave Lando like a five arc, a five issue mini series where they made it like a heist comic where he was right. going to, to rob something. Cause you know, you know, Lando's a pirate, just like, just like uh, solo. I would like to see them do a heist movie for them where they're trying to steal maybe something that's like, uh, uh, that's from, they, they have to, like in the book, like in the series, in the comic series, Lando is going to go run like, uh, a sh- he's going to go uh, rob a ship. Because he's, he's told there's some like uh, priceless artifacts in it, so when he gets on the ship and they rob it, they find out unfortunately that the ship belongs to Emperor Palpatine. And they're like, <laughs> they're like, we we can't take the stuff. We have to find a way to get out of here and not right. be attached to this. I would like to kind of see something done like that, where like they get together for yep. something like that, and like they steal something and then they realize, oh, this is imperial stuff. We're not going to be able to to unload this anywhere. Right. Better, better We're pretty much dead. Out. You know. I would like to see that.
2: That, that. that would be a good idea. We'll, we'll see what happens. All right, so uh, I think uh, at this point, we've all said our piece. So as always, we want to thank you guys for listening to another episode of The Horror Returns. We'd love to hear your feedback and ideas. You can always reach us at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. For up-to-the-minute news, reviews, and interviews visit our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash TheHorrorReturns. You can follow us on Twitter and Podbean. Also, look for us on iTunes. And if you like what you hear, please rate us and review us so we can get those numbers up and continue to bring you guys bigger and better stuff. Denny, you want to tell uh, the folks again where they can find you?
1: Yes, sir. Go, uh, if you go to Facebook and search the After Midnight Podcast, you'll find our Facebook page there. As if you go on Twitter, just go on. Uh, visit at After Midnight 66. Uh, we basically keep everyone up to date about who's coming on the show, what we'll be talking about, and certain other stories that are kind of floating around the web. Uh, subscribe to our show via iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Beyond Pod, or, um, or just go to uh, ShoutEngine.com. Slash the After Midnight Podcast. Go back, listen to this week's episode with uh, Luis Salgado, where we talk about uh, Marian apparitions. Uh, We talk about uh, three specific cases where people have seen uh, the Virgin Mary before them. And we're not talking about cases where, you know, people uh, see, uh, you know, Mary's face on a taco shell. Uh, We're talking about people who have actually seen her like in person, spoke to her and a miracle had just appeared from out of that we decided to do that because you know it's getting close to Christmas time let's have a little thing like that and uh, if you tune in for this week's episode uh, it's our actual uh, first ever Christmas party episode so we're going to have some people drop by hopefully you guys will be able to drop by too
2: alright well What's next next week we're not quite sure what we're going to do next week so it's going to be a surprise for everybody what do we have to choose from ah, Philip? It, it's a big fucking release week it's basically Christmas
0: week. Man, I don't know. We got, uh, okay, The Autopsy of Jane Doe, uh, which I know we had talked about at one point before. Um, I don't know what Patriots Day is. Mark Wahlberg, J.K. Simmons. That sounds actually pretty good. Uh, sing. Oh, okay, we're not doing that one. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> uh, passengers, Chris Pratt and uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Or Assassin's Creed. Wow. Brian, what are you
3: thinking, man? Oh. I don't know. I mean, we discussed Assassin's Creed with pairing that with Leon the Professional.
2: Oh, that'd be fun. It's not a bad, not a bad pick. What do you think, Denny?
1: Um, I think uh well, I guess you guys could do Assassin's Creed. If it was up to me I'd probably move more towards uh passengers. Passengers yeah.
2: Yeah,
0: that that's my that's my choice as well. That, but, uh, that was kinda gonna be my choice too, but I'm looking at the uh critic score of it, and it's
1: thirty one percent right now.
2: Ah, uh, don't look at the critic score, dude. <laughs> we're know. supposed to not we're supposed to do our, our scores separate from that. All right.
1: Is that for passengers or yeah. uh yeah. Oh, it surprises me.
2: That scares All right, me. Alright, let me ask you this. Can you can you guys think of another movie where somebody was in stasis passengers. like that? You have with,
0: to do passengers. Yeah,
2: but what movie would go with
0: it? Um Event Horizon or um oh, Event Horizon's a good one. Uh, there was another one that came out not too long ago. It's not really a throwback. I can't remember the name of it. What what do you what do you guys think? And Denny, Brian?
3: Uh he took mine. Uh the only thing that popped in my head was Event Horizon
2: that'd be a good
3: one that'd be a good
1: one
2: passengers and event horizon uh denny you got any other ideas
1: oh what else is coming on at that time because i have no idea if it was up to me i'd probably go and see uh rogue one again
2: all right i think i think we'll <laughs> go i think for next week we'll go with passengers and event horizon i think that's the smart play so until the horror returns again I get him
1: <laughs> Good night. What do you go do? <laughs>